Hello, man babies, and here we are, another season of The Mandalorian Johnson. So, I hope you're ready for this one. Uh, just in case you've forgotten what planet you're on and what day it is, it's Wednesday, March the 1st. The year is 2023, the year of our Lord. And I am Ruin Johnson, the greatest arsehole in Hollywood. Uh, and I hope you're all doing very, very well. So on this evening's stream slash podcast slash bitch fest, we are discussing the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, but before we begin, I uh, need to give you a few uh, legal disclaimers and plugs. You can find us on YouTube or if you prefer your entertainment in podcast form, we're also on Spotify. And uh, the script I have in front of me says we can now also be found on RedTube and on OnlyFans. So do check us out on one of those platforms. And if you've not nodded off already, as Brownie always says, lots to get through, although maybe not so much with this rather short episode. But let's get the goddamn guess out. So first up, from a VPN Far, far away. He's the golden reach-around droid. And one of his brethren was in tonight's episode. Let's bring him out. It's Z-3PO. How are you doing, Z? Oh, good afternoon, Master Ruin. I am functioning within normal parameters. Oh, it's so good to hear that, Z. And uh, we, we did have a bit of a golden rod on tonight's episode. I bet you're looking forward to uh, getting stuck into that one. Oh, sir, I spotted no less than three different protocol droids. Oh, I was wow, most we've... excited. <laughs> oh, it's a protocol droid fest tonight. Well, we'll look forward to your uh, breakdown on those, Z. So um, let's bring out the next arsehole in the pack. So watch out, War and Peace. It's the Star Wars novelist. It's the legend himself, the Jester from Leicester. It's Swap Shop. Hello, sir. <clears throat> Hello there. Uh, Hello, my man. You How again, are you doing? It's been a, it's been a while. I've I took a yes an extended break uh, since uh, the the end of last year, but I'm back now. I'm back for the Mandalorian. I'm back to shit on Star Wars. Uh, I mean, objectively uh, critique it, of course. Um, but you are you good, sir? You ready for this one? Yes, uh, I got my helmet ready. He's got his helmet ready. He's bathed in the lake of redemption, and he's ready to uh, give his uh, full beans on this one. Oh yes, right. So should we get the next arsehole out? Oh, please do. I say also with the obviously the, the, the most, uh, the best of intentions. So, our next guest is the Dark Sith Lord of everyone. He is the, the, the new kid on the block. He's creating waves on YouTube and he's here tonight with us. It is the man I like to call Dark Sith Lord George, but it's, you'll know him as the Little Platoon. Good evening. Hello, sir. Hello. Best of intentions for the best of arseholes, as all the village will agree. <laughs> there we go. I, I really, I give you the full works tonight. I hope you appreciate that one. And <laughs> you're do. just Thank fresh, you. fresh from watching the episode, I believe. Yeah, Pirates of the Mandalorian on Lake Placid. <laughs> I've, um, I've caught up. Arr. Yes, they would. They embrace the full pirates theme tonight. We're going to. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll rip them a new arsehole on that one. They've even got Davy Jones in it. It's just. It's oh, oh dear. Yes, he had the he had the peg leg, he had the hook for the hand. I think I don't know if he had the eye patch, but he had everything else. But uh, oh yes, they give us a lot to go at tonight. It's going to be a fun one. Um, who else have we got lurking in the green room? Should we bring out the next one? So 
We've got a full lineup for you, man, baby, tonight. He is the wise elder of the channel. You know the rest. He is the one, the only, the great mega geek, Ian David Diaz. Hello, mega geek. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are we all? Mega Geeks landed now. <laughs> I, I had some particular narrative problems with tonight's episode. I can't wait to hear your take on oh, it. But, uh, <laughs> yes, it did yeah. turn into another uh, fetch quest and uh, some rather, <laughs> yeah, rather pointless scenes. But uh, I can't wait. I always enjoy your takes on this, Ian. Your uh, oh, informed cool. takes. Uh, are you are you ready to rant, sir? Yeah, yeah, ready to. Um, yeah. <laughs> well. It'd be interesting to see what everybody else thinks as well. That'd be quite cool. Oh, of course. I'm sure we'll have a nice balanced balanced panel. But believe it or not, we've got one more big giant arsehole in the green room, and I'm going to roll (laughs) him out. Uh, He'll put his Zimmer frame uh, from park into into first gear. Here he is. He is the tight horse from Yorkshire. He is the the (laughs) one, the only. He is my favourite arsehole. He's not Scottish. He's the other one. It is drumroll, please. It's Mr. Brown. Are you coming out, Mr. Brown? Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Brown, get off Red Tube. Well, you did say he was your favourite arsehole, So, for all we know, you two are in the same room, and that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's his chair or his back. How are you doing, Brownie? Ruin, ruin, ruin you. Big man, baby, ruin you. I know. We've only had 15 innuendos and we're already a few minutes into this goddamn thing. Um, Brownie, I know you've got lots to say and you're going to probably hog this entire episode. I know you're a big uh, Disney Star Wars fan, aren't you? Yes. Captain Kirk is fantastic. (laughs) he He does like to troll. Okay, well, look, let's not waste any time because I'm dying to get stuck into this piece of shit. So um, (laughs) we are discussing tonight, folks, The Mandalorian. Uh, It is a brand new season, season three, can you believe? And it's episode one. And we are like a shovel off shit. We're all over this one. (laughs) It's all over the place. It's uh, yes, it was uh, just earlier today. Um, we've all been right all over it, and we're going to give you our thoughts. Uh, so this episode was called, I believe, the Apostate, the Apostate, and it was, uh, yes, Prostrate, yes, the Prostate, okay, Prostrate. Uh, it was, (laughs) should we say hello, chat, first of all, though? Hello, what? Hello, chat. Hello, oh, hello to the chat. Hello, Hello, chat, we can see you. It's been so goddamn long. I, for, I forgot people actually watch this shit. On his own channel, and he's already backseat driving the stream. Oh, oh, yes. Our backseat drivers. Oh. Where's the button to mute Brownie? Oh, somewhere <laughs> out here. No, of course, we are nothing without the chat. Isn't that what you always say, Brownie? We are nothing without the chat. It's good to see everybody. Hello, chats. We can see you. Hello, chats. So, um,. Okay, now that our formalities out of the way, let's get down to the hard work. This episode, the... Press some buttons. Press some buttons. Oh, yeah, he needs to do his plugs. Okay, so get your magnifying glass out, folks. Apparently, this says, um, if you have made it this far (laughs) and you're enjoying the content, I can't believe I'm able to read this, please share and subscribe. Every single click will generate money which will be sent to ukraine so we do appreciate it generates something 
generates uh yes click for brownie moving on we just need subscribers folks if you like this keeps me doing it simple Come as on. yeah keep an old man happy would you folks uh tell your friends so um this episode written by john favreau and directed by uh rick I can't pronounce his name. Fami Uwaya, is it? That's borderline racist that I can't pronounce his name. But is it's he black by any chance? It's, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm asking oh, the question. That's stream all. killer. This is going to be a long one tonight, folks. This, we could get his channel banned tonight. We'll do our best, folks. <laughs> okay, no, that's the Lord's so job. Mandalorian. Uh, here we go. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Get us to the uh, here we go the the chapter yes. seven chapter seventeen what the f okay so they're they're just clocking them all up is that what they're doing here um, mm. I'll tell you what first first thoughts before we even get into the episode I'd like to to whiz round the group I heard this week that old Favreau actually has no ending in mind for the Mandalorian which uh, does smack of typical Disney planning. Well, didn't um, he come out and have to clarify the timeline? Yeah, but he, he hasn't actually referred to the timeline at all during anything he's done in the show itself. So it's just well, okay, we'll take your word for it then, John. But uh, okay, on ten minutes. Well, apparently season one and two take place over many years, yes. which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. uh, and Grogo was with Luke training for two years before being reunited with the Mandalorian. What? But but that doesn't make any kind of sense. What was Mando during doing during that time? I mean, the Walking? Razor Crest was destroyed in Chapter Fourteen, and he didn't get his Naboo Starfighter until two years later. Was was he travelling the galaxy on public transport? He's <laughs> just sitting on the bus for the entire <laughs> time. Yeah, on stagecoach. <laughs> I'm going to need a Wookie Uber. <laughs> yeah. Now, so how, how did he actually earn? That's just a lot of time to be wandering around the galaxy two years. And you know, you know, he only came out and said that I think because he they've they decided for this this season that they want to jump forward, and they they've not done any work to actually set that up. And so, uh, I, may, maybe they've now got some kind of longer term idea for where they want to end it, and they had to cram the timeline into a new position in order to make that work. But it doesn't it doesn't make a huge amount well any sense at all. And if you know if you ever spend any time in a writer's room or speak to anyone who's ever written anything, and they will tell you, it's all very well for the director or the writer or the person who created it to come out and say after the fact, well, this is what I meant to convey. But unless you've actually put it in what you've created, you might as well not bother saying anything, because that's not what's represented in the show. Mm, you put a, all roads lead to Jake. Move. I hope so. That's I worked the elephant hard in the one. room, by the way, folks. Just I mean, they did the, the same way, thing yes. in Boba Fett. They said that took place over like five years, wasn't it? Whereas it just looked like it took place over six months, tops. I mean, the, the Tuscan sequences did feel like they'd taken place over many, many years, but that's because they just never fucking ended. <laughs> the, the thing about Mandalorian is it's it's not developing. It's the same thing. It's the same mm. thing since season, uh, in season one and season two. It's the same thing. That every story is, um, you know, he does something, then he has to do something to get to that mm. something. And, you know, it's the same thing. So it's kind of really uh, hard to, nerd, to, you know. Uh, Nerdvotic tonight said yeah. it's just video game walk and do tasks. Yes. That's, that's what it like is. That. That's exactly yes. what it is. It, Every it other hasn't... episode is a side quest. Yeah. Mm. Did you notice how short the episode was as well? It's literally 30 minutes. 
very, very short. And and this one was it's not just one side quest. This one is all side quests. I mean, the Mandalorian throughout season two, you could say, was becoming quite <laughs> video gamey, and I think they'd like to write about that. But this episode was the first one that I just sat there watching, thinking. Yeah, I, I might as well be holding the PlayStation controller at this point because that's all, that's all this is. And also, uh, right, when that thing came out of the water, the big crocodile thing, why don't they just run to what? the cave? Why did uh, they decide to take fly it Fly away. You've got yeah, to yeah, exactly. Why don't they just fly off or something or just, you know, run in the cave or something or, you know what I mean? Why did they decide to take it on? You know, it's going to get tired. It's just going to, you know, it's going to go and it's going to flop around in the sand and it's going to go back in the water. Do you know what I mean? Why, why did they feel the need to try and kill it? Anyway, sorry. We'll come to that. We'll get uh, there. Oh, we're oh. itching to go, aren't we? Well, there we go. We, we open up in this, uh, in this beach scene. In fact, I think just before this one, Brownie's uh, slackened on the old screenshots tonight. We had, uh, <laughs> wasn't there a sequence with the armourer kind of... Um, yeah. Yes, bashing the old helmets. And uh, yes, what we're seeing now is the armorer. Um, she presents the helmet to what I presume is a, uh, a, a, um, the equivalent of a Padawan Mandalore. Uh, all very biblical in the references. Mm. But this is, uh, this is the scene you're referring to, Mega Geek. So uh, mm. tee this one up for us, Mega Geek. What the, what the hell's going on here? Well, this, this little kid is, is joining the band i guess um but the i don't understand this right so they're not allowed to take their masks off so how do they brush their teeth or <laughs> or, or, or you know comb their hair or you know you know that they've got bad breath or something like that what i don't understand the logic behind this sorry what don't take well, it off in public you know impact uh, well, well she said to the little guy <laughs> she said you're not to take your mask off ever and it's like well what how, what do you have to sleep in the damn thing? You know what I mean? It's just ah. Oh, anyway, also, um, isn't he going to grow up and come out of that mask? Because that mask is really small. Yeah, the set <laughs> thing. Just like your head's going to blow up. Helmet, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Genitalia in the chat. Hold on. If Mando can ever take his helmet off, how does he ever? Yeah, how do they eat? Or clean yeah. his teeth? Yeah. Or wash? Yeah. How this does he? Do, how, do, how do they do blowjobs? It's I, I can't work <laughs> work out what's going on. They have a special hole for that, I think. <laughs> this is a glory hole, yes. This is also the first one because we were talking just before we came came live about you know all the flaws within this episode. At least it still looks lovely. I mean, the effects are probably yeah, the best right, of any Disney they? Star Wars TV show, better Sorry. even than some of the film stuff. However, this um this particular opening, I I thought was probably the worst in terms of visuals. Some of the helmets do just look incredibly cheap, tacky, and mass produced, mm. and especially when they're very new and clean, which the young kids one happens to be. Um, of course, having a clean helmet is usually a good thing but oh yes you do want to prove wear and tear as well which they haven't done and just weird color schemes and everything but just to go back because i know we started off by saying like first thoughts about this and there was a missing slide there was actually if i remember rightly the flashbacks come but well sorry yes. the um the yes. remembrance scene come before this one which is already getting this show off to a really terrible mm. start because okay you've had the book of boba fett in which there are what three very important mando grogu episodes which you won't know about unless you've seen that episode. And you'll need to know about that because, hey, Grogu's back, right? Um, hey. If you were going to flashback to anything in the flashbacks at the beginning of this one, you would think maybe flashback to something that people actually need to know. So from a show they might not have seen, the Book of Boba Fett stuff. But instead they don't. Instead they flashback to Droid from Season 1, for reasons we'll come on to, 
Um, and other just vaguely sort of useful to this episode, but not useful for background material, which is what the point of the flashbacks are supposed to be. Um, but it does, again, prove the real issue I think this show has, which is that it's devoted the first half of its season to a different show entirely. This is an average mid-season episode. Mm. The season yeah. started in the Book of Boba Fett. I'm actually going to go and watch after this. I'm going to go back and watch the Mando episodes in Boba Fett and then lead it straight into this one because mm. I'm sure it will make more sense if I do it that way. But most of the people who watched this episode won't have done that. So there we are. Mm. Mm. Yes, it, it, it's they really start to tie themselves in knots, aren't they? And um, yeah, it's for me. I mean, having watched all all of this shite, but Mando, <laughs> okay, look, it's we know it's not great, but for me, it it's just about the the best of the bunch in terms of the con. I know the controversy. I know everyone's raving about Andor. Andor just didn't do it for me, folks. Andor sucked. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're with me on that, uh, Mega Geek. Bob likes that, it. Who? The Lord Who? loves it. I don't care. Loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. I, I but yeah, Ma Mando for me is just that, you know, it's uh, it's got the, there's something there. There's a bit of potential, particularly that first season, but it doesn't make sense if you've got to go and watch. It's the old, the old bullshit we had with the sequels, isn't it? You have to read the supplementary text. You have to watch the other Mine's on order. episodes, the other shows, and it's, yeah, it's really... Did you think that the the proposal first before they made the Mandalorian was let's make a Boba Fett series, and then Kathleen Kennedy said no because that's old Star Wars, we went new Star Wars. Do you reckon that that was it? Because when I saw a picture yeah. of the Mandalorian, I thought it was a Boba Boba Fett series, and I was quite excited. And then somebody said, no, it's not Boba Fett, and I said, but he looks like Boba Fett, and he's like, no, he's a Mandalorian. I'm like, what the fuck is a Mandalorian? And they're like, well, it's these. I'm like, what? Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'll stop. Do, there. do you think it was a case of the? I think you're dead right. I think they they thought about a Boba Fett and they said, no, we can't do that. You know, uh, make our own version. Mm. And then the Mandalorian was so goddamn popular. They said, no, quickly now we need a Boba Fett series. And <laughs> now I think that that is the like my running theory is that Star Wars projects will only have a chance of being good if the person who proposes them does it in such a way that Kathleen Kennedy doesn't immediately take an interest in it. Yeah. So The Mandalorian, you know, if John Favreau goes to Kathleen and says, hey, there's this, what about this show called The Mandalorian? She doesn't know what The Mandalorian is because she doesn't know it's anything about Star Wars, Wars despite having yeah. worked on it for however many decades, as you can tell from her neck. But um, then, then you get this thing through and because she wasn't paying attention, season one is allowed to do stuff. It's allowed to be a little bit more experimental. It's allowed to try and tell small-scale stories that aren't particularly relevant to the grander galaxy, reintroduce us to these things slowly and comfortably and, and nicely, Remember, uh, allow us to remember all the things we used to like about the world of Star Wars. And it did well for that. But then it was really popular. And so Kathleen gets involved, and Kathleen says, well, we need spin-offs, obviously. Monetize, monetize, monetize. Boba Fett, bring him in. Um, and now, of course, it's so popular that it has to go somewhere. And I don't necessarily think Favreau had a good idea when he started where he wanted this story arc to go. He had a brilliant premise. Let's have this bounty hunting Mandalorian find little pop culture icon Grogu and just go on disconnected adventures together. That's a lovely premise. But now you do actually have to take the story somewhere. And so the further we go down when it's trying to get into a story, the worse the writing is getting because they don't have a clue what they're doing. And this episode is another I... example of that. I think he did have an idea of what he wanted to do originally, but it's that. the it's the stench of Kennedy 
Mm. I, I just, just think how dare there's, you. There's just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I just interference. Anyway, interference I agree. I, I agree with um, Ryan. You know, it is it, it is probably the best out of the bunch, but not. I mean, it's it's like saying I don't know. It's like saying I, I you know I like a donut, please. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. You get enjoyment of eating a donut, and that's it. You you know you forget about it. That's what Mandalorian is. It's like McDonald's, isn't it? You know, it looks nice, it tastes nice, and then afterward, you know, you forget about it. So the thing is, though, it's not making a mark. As far as I'm concerned, Stain as a Star like. Wars, yeah, as a Star Wars series, as a, as part of the Star Wars world, because it's just, it's just, it's it's trivial, isn't it? The stories are just rubbish. They're just like he goes off and then he has to do another thing to get to another thing, and then and and as the Lord said, it's like a, it's like a computer game. And this beginning, this beginning of either. the show doesn't make any sense. Why did that thing come out the water? Why didn't they just run? Yeah. Why did I shoot at it? You know, this and- is all the stuff as well that the season one of The Mandalorian at least did a reasonably good job with, which yeah. is why are these people in the places they're in and you know why are they living there? What is the place like? But with this episode, you start off on wherever the hell they are now, and the immediate question is, well, how long have they been there? Um, how did they not know that there was a giant crocodile in the small yeah. lake that's right next to their cave? Why are they there in the first place? How do they live there? And how have they lived there so long without knowing that the giant crocodile was about to come exactly. and eat them all? Well, um, simply because Death Watch are stupid. Um, they've got Beskar armor, blasters, knee rockets, whistling bird-guided missiles, big sticks, but they don't have <laughs> anything for proximity threat detection. Yeah. And all purchased from Disney parks. <laughs> it does look oh, rather toys cheap, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's the cleanness of the helmets that's doing it. That's, that is the uh, you don't problem. like the cleany helmets. The, the, the clean <laughs> he likes them dirty. So, I mean, no, yes. it looks, it looks bad. Dirty helmets. I mean, oh. yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like quite a, quite a hot place, doesn't it? You know, it looks like it's quite hot. You know, it's like there's sand and everything, there's the sun. Man, they must stink if they haven't got any deodorant. I tell you that one. Oh, they got a mask on. They got everything on, haven't they? So. The armor has got some kind of fairy kind of uh, I don't know what it is cloak or is is that a hair maybe coming out the back of the mask? I don't know what's going I don't on. Know. AZ3, let me. Um, we can't we can't proceed beyond this scene without getting your feedback on the uh, the armorer's golden dome. There, what are you making of that? <laughs> oh, I do like a nice shiny helmet, so all polished up. <laughs> 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 the armor's not a bad character, though, is she? I mean, um, I know we only see her in fleeting Emily moments. Emily Swallow. But... Does she? Does she? Okay. No, her name's Emily Swallow. The oh, helmet. Okay, okay. I feel like there's a pun coming on, Brown. No, that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> Swallow yeah. by name. Away from the innuendos, just temporarily. Um, what I think, I'm pretty sure <laughs> what they were, what they were trying to do with this was bait and switch. I think what they thought they were doing was having the audience ask, "Oh, is this Mando's backstory? Is this how he gets his helmet? Is this how he joins the tribe?" Because then you mm. get the reveal of him flying in subsequently, yeah. which is, yeah. I think, supposed to be that that sort of, "Oh no, it's not backstory after all. We, we are currently in the present day, and it makes less sense because of it." Uh, yeah, Nerdrotic said uh, the boy is right. probably somebody. It's probably somebody's son who's connected with the production unit. Say so now we'll put. You know they said to John, John, can you do a scene for my lad? You know it'll make his day. 
Special oh, effects were quite good in this scene, though, even though it was a bit stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we, we're about well. to we're about to meet this giant sea creature thing, aren't we? I Just... think someone said it in the chat. Um, why the hell were they doing this ceremony in the lake when it's so goddamn dangerous? And uh, you assume they know this creature resides there. I don't know. But so yeah, we're, we're... logistically, I mean, look how tiny that body of water is yeah and how big the monster is that comes <laughs> yeah. out of it so they were standing in the water and it was knee height but apparently this giant like 50 foot tall crocodile is fully submerged and just waiting or is that just an effect of like the distance shot is is the mountain behind actually much closer than it looks well maybe it swam it, it it's deeper further swam. out and then it just swam towards them <laughs> But it's still fully underwater. Yeah, I know. Five yeah. yards away from them. It's stupid. It's, I uh, mean, it's, you assume it's amphibious. It doesn't have legs. It's got legs as well as uh, obviously. It's, yeah. No, there you go. That small can have a cloaking device. Um, here you go, <laughs> Tim. I like to send this Hannah bomb. It's Jimmy Kimmel's son. Wow. Oh, is it? Is it really? Wow. So, where did all these Mandos come from? Didn't Death Watch get wiped out in season one? Yeah, they're I'm all new. I'm pretty sure ones. they did. They're all new. She's not doing very well, is she? Every time she no. hooks up with them, a load of them die. <laughs> uh, none of, the, not all of them have jetpacks. Very stupid. So they have legs, go. though. They could run away. <laughs> they could yeah. swim for it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If that thing came out there, you you just run, wouldn't you? You just like, you know, it, well, it's gonna. I'd, you'd run. Why? Why, why would I'd you want to fight? I'd soil my it? underwear, then I'd run. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to fight it? You know, it's like it's just it's just an excuse for another shoot 'em up. Yeah. That's what it uh, is. Here you go. Uh, bad pecs alpha confirmed. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, Rue, and I'm overtaking. No, sorry, yeah, you're just doing what you always do for God's sorry, sake. It's uh, <laughs> uh, is Swappers uh, still alive? Yeah, I want to speak to Swappers. Swappers, either, mate. I am. You're all saying exactly what I'm thinking. To be honest, well, why do you say something? Chats. The the this thing. I I just I was thinking. Yeah, you know, actually, those that CG is pretty good. I do mm. like that CG. Yeah, it it just good. reminded me of um, obviously a lot of the budget went into that thing, but it reminded me of that that holographic thing that we see online on social media all the time when those kids are sat in that gym with the whales like coming out of the the floor with the holographic kind of thing. You know. Everyone, everyone's seen that thing. You know, it's, it's supposed to make everyone realise how lifelike holograms can be, or whatever. It's oh. augmented reality, but it's like you know, the, the, it's like the gym floor covered in water is about as deep as that water right there. It's just utterly ridiculous how something that big can come out yeah. and start yeah. eating people. You know, and they didn't think anyone would notice. I mean, I suppose it's all like, oh, look at the lasers, look at the Mandalorians. Oh, it's amazing. You know, all the fanboys are going to be out there just like gushing over it. And not give a damn about it whatsoever, but the, those discerning sci-fi fans um, amongst us, um, all the panel here included, I'm sure, can, can spot this shit a mile away straight away. You know, and it's like you might not necessarily notice at the time, but once the credits start rolling, you sort of sit back and start thinking, don't you? And you just go, "Oh, that was a bit uh, shit." I, it? I felt genuinely <laughs> sorry for Lizzo. So did I. <laughs> yes, he didn't deserve it. Killed it. Brown, Awful. brown, another Awful. one, mate. You're on fire. 
This picture, right, it's weird because that guy looks like he's 10 feet taller than all the rest of them. <laughs> I think he's in the air, right? He really does, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, he's in the air, right? Okay. Yeah, A lot of uh, Jurassic Park uh, mentions in the chat. And it's, you're absolutely right. It, does, uh, it did have a feel of Jurassic Park, particularly, I can't remember which bloody film it's from but i think it was the first of the new jurassic park films the, 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 the sea creature one it does feel a lot like that but yeah. uh but no i think meg geek's right it's there is some nice cgi even though the scene itself doesn't make an awful lot of sense and uh the motives of the characters and uh, the reactions but so really some nice cgi work here we have to hand this it to them uh, this isn't real star wars okay right so if you take all the three classic films they had they had a narrative. They had a story. There was reasons why people went here, there, and everywhere, and it's reasons why they they fight. But it seems like they've lost people who make Star Wars today. They've lost the idea of telling a good story. I mean, as I said, no, no. what was mm. the point of this? Well, it's because the story is so incredibly shallow. So that we're here and we have to spend the first five minutes doing a fight scene in order that Mando turns up and really just goes back through the events that we saw already in the book of Boba Fett, where he's reminded and the audience is reminded that he's been excommunicated. The only new piece of information is that he found off screen a, some kind of thing that right, apparently yeah. comes from Mandalore. But, but the entire scene is only there because we need an excuse to have Mando here. But we only have Mando here because he has to have one conversation. So it is just padding with action. And like so much of this episode is just padding with action because the story beats themselves are tiny. Mando goes here because he has to have a quick chat with someone. But the episode needs to be 35 minutes long. Yeah. So we can do that in 60 seconds, four or five minutes of action. Minutes he can go and do the next conversation or the next quick time event to follow the video game analogy further. There's no there's no sense of wonder either in these new Star Wars films. I remember the first time when it see Empire Strikes Back and that, that shot where you saw the, uh, the snow and everything, it was like a high angle shot. And I, I, there was a sense of wonder about it. And then you see the Tauntaun come on and you're like, wow. Do you know what I mean? It's a wow factor. Because CGI is in so many films and so many TV shows, it just, it doesn't do anything for anyone. Now they've got, I mean, if I was in charge of Star Wars, you've got to start thinking seriously, what do you do? What do you, what kind of story and what do you do? Do you know what I mean? This, mm. this is ridiculous because as I said, None of this thrilled me at all. It was a CGI thing. They were shooting, and that was it. That's it's also a, it's repetitive. I mean, we had the entire crate dragon sequence in season one, which, which yeah. plays a very similar function, except that that actually was tied into the culmination of that story arc, whereas this one is just here for padding. So mm. even within the Mandalorian's own oeuvre, the writing quality is just not... It's declining quite quickly. Once upon a time, you at least had big battles like this as the culmination of story, whereas now they are just there to look impressive. And yeah. that's it. Somebody said cocaine lizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's the meth gator, the meth gator ad. That, this is it. Yes. Meth gator it, it episode one. It looks impressive, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, you've got to wonder the logical process of uh, half a dozen of them firing tether lines and thinking they can pull it. <laughs> that was ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, what what device can we use next? I think someone did the old flamethrower, then they tried the the, uh, the tether lines. It, yeah, Quick, it was try ridiculous. the knee rockets. The knee rockets will do. <laughs> um, Ego Hostman at Mr. Baron Alliance. That's me. Uh, the crate Dragon sequence was stolen from... Kotor. Knights of, Knights of the Old Republic. It was. Ah, uh, and Kotor did it slightly better. It just mm -hmm. didn't look as good. I don't know. 
They do, they're doing it all wrong. This should be in a Boba Fett series. They should have had a hand Solo and the Carisian series. You know, that that's what they should have done instead of this rubbish. Absolutely they're trying to create new that. stuff on top of the old Star Wars. It's obvious that people want old Star Wars. They don't want this new KK stuff at all. And I'm sorry, John Favreau, but I enjoyed the first season of Mandalorian, even though it was full of faults. I, used, I thought it was going to improve, but it didn't. It just yeah. stayed the same, and this one's a no. This this episode's no exception. So <sighs> it's going to be a walk-in wardrobe nailing it there. By the way, in the yeah. chat, is yeah. yeah, that that was the the obvious way. Why didn't you just uh, us fly away and you know yeah, live and let exactly. live? That's my motto. You know? Exactly. Oh, but as, as the Lord says, they have to fill time, don't they? They have to fill time, and this is the reason oh, why that's just... there. You know, so oh, oh. oh why is he shooting a flamethrower at it? <laughs> exactly, it's in the water. Exactly. In water. Yeah. It it's the equivalent great. of flossing, he's just cleaning some of the tartar off its tooth. Yeah. That's all he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's it was a, a strange one. I mean, uh are they all the chaps on the left there trying to drag it along? I mean, this thing must weigh about uh half a million tons, I don't know. Um but no look, uh, CGI great, uh actual point of the scene uh not so great and common sense uh, nil cgi yes. cgi 10 common sense nil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then who do we have coming to save the day in his custom fighter <laughs> yes it's uh it's our old friend mando and i i, I think chord was right there i think we, we were almost trying to dupe us into the switch and bait but uh um, oh here you go yeah. uh Chili, anyways, Andor is. Uh, here we go, let's start again. Andor is by far the best Disney Plus show. It blows everything out of the water in pretty much every category. I think if you if you combined Andor's wow. writing in terms of the fact that it, you know it makes sense and is quite clever with the Mandalorian's action sequences, you would have a pretty universally adored Star Wars show. Andor, you know, we've had this argument many times. I like Andor, but I do accept that many people found it boring. Um, but it wasn't stupid, whereas The Mandalorian isn't boring, but it is stupid. So if you combine <laughs> intelligent with action, you will get something mm. good. Maybe get John Favreau together with um, what's his name, who did Andor, and try and combine the two. What mm. about just sacking Kathleen Kennedy? Uh, what? Yeah, she's under contract. <laughs> Plus, you've got um, who's the, who's the guy? Who's, is it Bob Paychecks back now? Isn't he? He's um yeah the wokest. Yeah, so yeah. He's he's basically going to be supporting KK, isn't he? So pew, she's not pew, going pew, pew. anytime soon. So there you go. I forgot to say as well is there is a drinking game, everyone. If you want to play along tonight, so actually, um, I already started. What are the rules? Oh, well, the rules are well. You, 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 you'll be thankful that we didn't start already. Um, every time you hear the line, "This is the way," you take a drink, and obviously that's already happened about fifteen times way. by this point. Um, every time there's a member berry, we'll take a little drink. Uh, oh every God. time there's a flute, uh, although we won't see it, uh, of course. But uh, the little flute, flute music. But uh, when you're watching the show, maybe. And uh, what was the other one? I put it out on Twitter. Every time I make an arsehole of myself. Oh, just drink. Intravenous <laughs> uh, alcoholic drip straight into your veins then. You'd be very um, drunk then. Um, here you go. Okay. There no, you go, ban him. ban him from the stream, Brown. I won't yeah, be having that. I think he's going to yeah. get banned. Okay, he's okay. going to be on timeout okay, for okay. at least 10 okay, years okay, with okay, comments okay. like that. Um, I don't know if anyone else had the same vibes, but there's there's 
at, at several points in this episode, I got uh, prequel vibes. Did anyone else? I, I think the, just... that was the idea. The idea was yeah. you were supposed to get the vibes of absolutely everything. I mean, when I when we later very... get to the planet, I can't remember what the, the name of the planet is they go to, but the entire introduction to the planet's new form is just it's just vibing for every era of Star Wars, right up until Babu Frick even. But, um, well, but yeah, hey. there, there, there's pretty cool stuff in this. And I, I love the M1 stuff, right? I think it's a beautifully designed ship, and I like seeing it. It's just I, I would also like it to be part of a story. As opposed to just, oh, I remember. Uh, that looks nice. I remember stuff. This ship. Drink. I always get confused. I always think it's flying backwards. <laughs> that ship, for some reason. Agreed. Is it, uh, the, hang on. Help me out here. Is the pointy bit the front or the back? No, it's, it's not. The back. It's the back. The that's, back. Why I keep, that's why I keep thinking it's flying backwards. <laughs> when I see it, I'm like, oh, it's flying backwards. No, at it's least, not. At least it's not a ironing, an iron. Oh, the last one. Uh, the first yeah, line this um, nice big engine mod in the middle, despite the engines actually being on the nacelles. Pod racer design. Bigger on, folks. Uh, Hal Murray nine thousand pub motherboard asking the tough questions. Where is the toilet? Well, if you knew anything about Star Wars, you'd know that uh, it's in Mandalorian culture that you shit in your helmet and then put it back on. <laughs> That's the correct way to deal it with it. probably that. genuinely does just recycle it into water that you drink from. <laughs> so this is a co cockpit shot, isn't it? Got to be careful how you say that. Yeah. yeah. After that, the attention to detail, though, with the aesthetics in this show, it's not just that it looks sort of superficially nice from the outside, but the attention to detail on the inside, it, it's clearly being designed by people who do genuinely love this stuff. If you go into the M1's cockpit, which I think is in this scene, um, you can go back to find like the Battle of Naboo game on the N64, and the cockpit Oof. design is exactly the same. And it's the same as the cockpit design from the episode one, I think, for the most part as well. I mean, it, it's clearly been done by people who pay attention to this stuff because they love it. It's just that same attention to detail has not been applied to the writing of the show. That's so it, right. it, it looks amazing. And I love the way it looks. But it is, it, yeah, it's not the enough. The costumes suck as well in this in this show. The um, costumes. They really do. Eager folks. Uh, Chris yeah. Haley or Halley, how does one stow and return a bounty in that ship? I don't think it was designed to be a bounty hunter ship. That was, that was the, the problem with yeah, yeah giving it to him. The other yeah. ship was better, in yeah, my opinion. Crest, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, just the uh, best best test devil. Uh, <laughs> it's just a correction, political correction, everyone. You can't call it a cockpit anymore. <sighs> it's now a gender-neutral crotch pit. Right, so, um, <laughs> I do apologise. Cancel the stream, everybody. That's it. <laughs> um, is Swapper still alive? I am indeed, yes. Swappers, um, I want to ask you, Swappers. Away at that last comment is so true. <laughs> it is very good. Swappers, where do you rank this ship in your list of iconic Star Wars ships? And I'm assuming it's not going to make the top, but is it, you know, there's a nice uh, shot the, of it there. The original, the original N1 from Episode 1 was incredible. Absolutely incredible design. Like nothing mm. we'd ever seen before in Star Wars. It was mind-blowing. Um and I absolutely loved it. I, when I first saw it, I was kind of a bit, oh, this is a bit weird. I'm not sure about this. The, the engines are at the front and stuff. You know, it's weird. But um, the more I saw it, the more I really liked it. And when I went and bought the toy from it back in 1998 or 99 or whenever it was, um, I just it was just one of my favorite ships. It looked incredible. And then just loved seeing it on the screen, loved seeing them dart about in the background in space and stuff. And then I think they want to get, they, they, they want to capitalize on that. They want to mine that nostalgia. 
So they've, they, they thought, oh, what can we do now? Mando's ship's blown up. What can we do? Ah, oh, there's something that hasn't been in Star Wars for a while. Let's get that back in. Everyone mm-hmm. loves that, don't they? So they just slapped an M1 in there and changed it by 25%. Um, and didn't pay, didn't basically took away most of what made it look appealing. So they've stripped away the, the gold paint, um, made it look all gappy and holy, like uh, Luke's Landspeeder from Star Wars, the first movie. And took the droid thing out and everything and just swapped it around a bit. And it looks a bit uh, meh now, to be honest with you. They did that, didn't they? Because they had to have the entire callback to Anakin's pod race build in season, was it season two when he gets the ship and you see them putting the ship together using Mm -hmm. the pit droids. Like the entire reason this ship exists is because they were trying to do a prequel callback earlier in the show. Um, But apparently, according to John Favreau, he's now had two years with this ship during which he's not (laughs) thought to put the rest of the armor on it. So... (laughs) It's crazy, yeah, exactly. And the uh, also at one point we see we see Grogu in the little sort of secondary yeah. cockpit behind him, and he disappears from there, and suddenly, miraculously, mysteriously he appears he on his lap. Yeah, he crawls. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, since when have the two things been connected? And he, you didn't even see him like crawling through a little. He has the force. Where is <laughs> the force, man? He has the force. <laughs> fan. That's the explanation for anything now, isn't it? It's like, That's oh right. yeah, space voodoo. Yes, yeah, yeah. just space voodoo. Yeah. Look at look at this nice smiley oh, croc. He's just oh, having a nice day. Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I know it's CGI, but I didn't genuinely like it. Totally disturbing. Totally unnecessary. This is the yeah. thing, right? I just, the thing about CGI is that you you know it's not real, right? I, a bit. I, God, I hate to say this, but I prefer the models, and I, I'm, I might sound mm. old fashioned, but the, the reason the models work so much because it's it comes across as a magic trick. You wonder how they do it when you see the real models, don't you? But then with CGI, you know how they do it. It's all done in a computer, yeah. so it's just, I don't know, it just holds nothing for me. Harry Harrison, when you need him. There's more Whoa. attention to to practicality and detail when you're using models. Like, how yeah. do these things feel like they should move? So yeah. if you compare the way the X-Wings fly in um, A New Hope to the way the X-Wings fly in The Force Awakens yes. and the type yes. of moves they pull, yeah. in The Force Awakens, they just it seems unrealistic. It seems stupidly tight turns, stupidly yeah. high speeds, because they're all computer animated, so you don't yeah. really have that mm-hmm. sense of physicality to it. And like, And this as well, if you've built yourself a giant prop monster you might pay more attention to things like how far away do I want to stand from this thing when I'm shooting my gun at it? Do I want to be standing next to its head (laughs) or do I want to be running away from it and shooting with my ranged weapon from range? Um, It's, yeah, it's a substitute for thought really, which is a a problem. It is. is, As as I was saying, you're right, because if that was a, I don't know, a real model, whatever, like they did in Jurassic Park, so in Jurassic Park, they built a huge, t-rex mm. and they mixed that with the cgi that was a clever thing because yeah, the amazing. the actors can see it as well as it can interact in real time on the set but with this it's just all cgi so it could be a mistake that they're closer to it maybe they didn't oh. think it was going to be close Do you know what i mean so it's just i reckon cgi should only be there to supplement something mm. that's real on the set not to mm. be the the entire thing that's what i think but anyway they're going to be eating gator burgers for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor Croc. Is this the end of him now? Is it? Oh. Is he... Yeah. Was it? Was this Mando or was it the uh, the explosive devices they planted? I can't remember. Or was it a combination no, of the lot? It was Mando. Was Mando he, destroyed it, he, killed it. He did take out a couple of uh, Mandalorians, though, I think, didn't he? I mean, he didn't go down well, without a fight. It. 
Um, Ego, uh, channel favourite in the chats. Uh, sorry, moved up. Uh, Velma Dinklage in the chats. Gay Tor Burgers, yes. See that? That's a good trick. So that Look shit, that. right? How's that? that? Wouldn't I that? Did that reference? Isn't like um um sort of like how does that balance then when it lands? Has it got legs that come out or something? Mm. Uses the know? force. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's heavy on the top and it's like with tip yeah. it'll tip forward, wouldn't it? I think it's a bit funny like because like, all the engine weights at the front because obviously yeah. those are the two the cells. So when it lands, it lands without landing gear. I think on its engines. Though I'm trying to remember the hangar scene in episode one and whether it's on. Um, a scaffold. I think it's on yeah. a scaffold in episode one. Right. Um, here you go, Edge of Time. Hello, Edge. Oh, man. Gator again. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Sick Sad times. Gator. Uh, yes, regarding the, the ship landing, um, just to draw a, a parallel, which uh, maybe some of you can relate to. If you've ever sat on your own balls, that's uh, that's what <laughs> it feels like to land this ship. Look at uh, that. That's beautiful, is that? That's really, that's fantastic. You reckon? I just, it just, it yeah. looks like a painting. It doesn't look real. That's the problem with this. It really mm, doesn't stylized. look real. Stylized. It's still okay, I think. Oh, yeah. we've got we've got the director versus the visual effects yeah, guy. Yeah. This, is, this is good. We'll we'll have know? more of this. What does he know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brownie, I just I don't even think I said it. I want to compliment you on the uh, the opening graphic for this episode. I thought it was uh, oh, thank you very much. Very nice, sir. So I just thought I'd get that in. There we go. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, and there we go, the, the, the victorious Mandalorians and the uh, the Ugh. guts of the Akrok scattered across the beach. Gator burgers for 20 years. Oh. Amount of meat that's Kebabs. On yeah. yeah. The helmets of, will stink of uh, meat. badly cooked crock. Mm. If you have a look at the one on the far right, she's got boob armor. Shad's going to go mad. She has, oh. yeah. She has. Oh, wow. She's, she's going to get plenty of meat tonight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so when mandalorians are banging do they they oh, keep God. the helmets on as everything else comes off is that the deal is it fucking clank, clank, say, clank. when when was the mandalorians created that's what i want to know in the star wars history was it created by the cartoons no, i'm not bothered it? about that how do they swap spits no what i'm saying is that i don't understand the logic behind their 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 religion i don't understand it at all I, you know as I said, when was it created? Does anybody know? Zeal knew better than I do, but I thought it was an old expanded universe thing. It oh. is, yeah. It goes back to Mandalore the Great, who was the f uh, first Mandalorian to be entered into the Jedi Order. It's, oh. it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. Oh, okay. Just, the, the rules don't make any sense, though. It's stupid. Well, they, no, used, they, they did used to make sense, I think, because some thought actually went into depicting how they operated as a society. Um, and there's there's a war, isn't there, between the Jedi and, and the Mandalorians and the Mandalorian uprising and, and then the, the Sith Empire attack in like two or three thousand years before the Republic. And, and a lot of work was done in the old expanded universe and even in the Knights of the Old Republic games to actually convey the society these people lived in, the beliefs they operated by. And it was, you know, it was fairly bog standard warrior code stuff, but it did at least make sense. Mm. This is kind of borrowing bits and pieces from all of that old material, but it's not managed to knit them together in any kind of sensible way. So now you get, well, you can only be redeemed if you go to the lake underneath the city mm. center. Yeah, they and made that up. And it's like, well, <laughs> no. They made that up uh, as they went along. Here folks. MacGuffin of Chats. Uh, MC. Hello, MC. <laughs> Rest in peace, Croculon. Oh, Brilliant. 
Brilliant. Hey. Brilliant. Not bad for a Wednesday, Brilliant. folks. Come on. MC, a lot of the about Mandalorians don't make sense. Like the winning the Darksaber through combat. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah Star Wars Rebels, one, yeah. Sabine Wren actually handed it over to Bo-Katan. And what was the point of giving Gro- Grogu away to Luke and then suddenly he's got him back? It's like, well, you're whole... missing two years there, Ian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, just here, going back to three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. You'll have to go and rewatch it to make sense of it. You have to read the supplementary text, Mega Geek. Right. Um, I stopped watching Bob- Boba Fett. Uh, one episode was enough for me, and that was enough. I just, <laughs> just left. There it. were a few decent episodes in Boba Fett. No, they weren't. Uh, he was the fat Man- and he was bald and he was <laughs> the, ugly. The Mandalorian and, ones. Yeah. The Mandalorian yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Um, just going back to the earlier points about how does Grogu get from the uh, the kind of rear? Of course. Uh, yeah. There's no obvious route through, is there? I mean, it's yes, not. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yeah. You, you, when he really? goes down, there's a there's a little tunnel. When he goes down. When he goes down, right, there's a passage, there's a right. Okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this, folks. It goes down. Let's see the profile of the ship. What? He goes down and he comes between what's Mandel's what? legs. That's where he comes at. <laughs> oh, I go down. There's a helmet and I'm there's a the porn part of the there, there is there is such an obvious Disney joke to be made about the child coming up through the Mandalorian's legs, but I'm not going to make that joke. So we'll but you move just on. did, and that's goodbye no. monetization. I, I just said that the joke oh, exists. No. I didn't make it. <laughs> oh, that's okay then. Okay, moving on. Nice little, uh, nice little disclaimer. I like it a lot. <laughs> Mr. Brown's now shopping at Lidl rather than Asda this week. So, so, uh, guys, I read that um, uh, Pascal, whatever his name is, he's not even in the costume anymore. He just voiceovers. This oh, yeah. God. Wow. What, what, what was that all about then, him taking his mask off and demanding that the audience demanding. see his face? And now he's not even playing him. He's just doing the voiceover. So he's what literally that phoning it in. Yes. Very yes. <laughs> good. Moving on. Rubbish. Seriously. I was looking at the design of this ship, right, and I was thinking like they've given it an extra engine underneath for some reason, right? I don't know why, but it's now got three engines because you know it's got to be better and bigger and faster or whatever, thanks to JJ. And uh, the <laughs> the the way that droids used to actually uh, get access to the ship was by a door underneath it used to open, and the droid used to wheel along underneath in Episode One. And sort of slide itself up underneath, and then the head used to pop out the top, well, like a back door. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, basically back door access. And the um, so with this, they've stopped. They've stopped that access now. So I don't know how R five D four later in the series is going to get into this because the the engine's in the way. So I, yeah. I, it's just they don't think about stuff like that. The basic things. Uh, like Eager folks in the chat, Andy Mouse one two three. I like little. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favourite oh. supermarket. Moving on. It's cheap. <laughs> Like Star Wars. Uh, okay, so we we're 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 moving towards we're the sex scene now, now, aren't we? Yeah, meeting. It's, it's sexy <laughs> now. Um, no, I, I I can't even recall what this conversation is. Someone might have to help it's, me. Um, but, basically, uh, he he gives her the piece and says that they they he found this piece and it, it proves that the place exists and he can go and wash himself and be dissolved of his sins, whatever it is. Blah blah blah. And if he does that, he's saying, can, can he come back to the fold? And she says, yes, if you can do that, blah, blah, blah. And there he, and then he goes off Thank on God another stupid Mega story. Geek. Which yes. is, again, a problem because it isn't his exile in the episode of the Book of Boba Fett. So yes, really, all yes. this is there to do is to remind people who didn't see that episode of why he's not there anymore. But again, pretend that you hadn't seen the Book of Boba Fett and you're just a Mandalorian fan and you've come straight from season two to this episode 
your question is going to be, wait, what? I was exiled? But the, and then that's the explanation we're given is, well, that happened. Um, I, I think I'd want to know more than that, to be honest. Mm. And then the device, which is, well, I found a traveler off screen who gave me this thing, which has some writing, which is Mandalorian on it. Therefore, I can still go back to the planet and you'll forgive me. This is the way. This is not writing. This is this is fast forwarding, which is very very different. Yeah, but but you know you know what's happening with Disney. They're hiring people that don't don't know how to write. They don't have a three act structure anymore. And plus, you get the feeling they're making this up as they go along. You know, with, um, especially with Boba Fett. You know? If I so, may, I'll just not it, surprised. It's, it's not just Disney. It's everybody because nobody knows how to write anymore. So it's just not Disney, it's other companies as well. It's affecting everything. It is, isn't it? But uh, anyway, whatever. They did this so they can recap, but they can tell the audience what's going on. They had a little pew-pew in the beginning so because the fill time. And I don't understand what these whales were when they were travelling oh, through. Yeah. through well, the, the, I was wondering if you guys could explain, because I, I have can, no yes. fucking idea what was going on here. I mean, yeah. first of all, is this some kind of hyperspace travel? Because... It'd be hi hyperspace alien or something that lives in hyperspace. Yeah, yeah they're, they're from they're from um, they're, yeah. They're, I think Zeev's just about to jump in, but they're from the rebels, the rebels uh, show. And they turn up right at the end of the, the season when they 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 grabbed hold of the ship that Ezra and Thrawn were in and hyperspaced them off to somewhere in the galaxy where no one's found them yet. So we're getting a hint that they're going to be some coming into either this show or the Ahsoka show or something somewhere down the line. So they're showing those creatures again for the first time in God knows how many years. But that's what they are. They travel oh. through hyperspace. So are, they that's the, are, they, are they the whales from Star Trek IV? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it's killed it. Sorry. He's never more than 30 minutes away from a Star Trek reference, is he? Um, so, look, help me out here. I thought small fighters couldn't travel through hyperspace. It depends on the fighter. So, like, TIE fighters... Oh couldn't fly through hyperspace until Ryan Johnson turned up. Um, yeah, or was that JJ? One, one of the two of them. Um, but some small fighters can, so X-Wings can if they've got hyperdrives built into them. So, so it's yeah, it's, it's not strictly a size thing, it's more oh, a case okay. of what is the ship supposed to be used for. Yeah. Um, with hyperspace whales, that, that's, gr that's grating a little bit. Um, so uh, I don't think, Star Wars has never had to explain what it really means by hyperspace. What it depicts hyperspace as is just super fast travel between places, which is one definition of hyperspace, I guess. Um, if you want to get, like, there's a more theoretical definition of hyperspace, which is that it is a largely fictitious, but it's a different region of space through which you are traveling. But I don't think most Star Wars fans would be aware of that distinction or even think that all they're doing is just, well, rather, all they're doing is traveling through uh, a region of space rather than just going very, very quickly through somewhere. So I was watching this and I couldn't, I, I forgot temporarily that that's what hyperspace was meant to be. So I looked at that and I thought, wait, there are there are creatures that are traveling through hyperspace at super speed? That, that slightly jars the senses a bit. But it's never really had to delve into what hyperspace means because it's never really been relevant to it. Whereas if they are now introducing creatures which travel through hyperspace, then it's going to have to do more of that. And I think it will do it badly. Um, here you go, folks. Uh, Marco Kane. I like episode one, season three. You guys are a bunch of whining scrubs. Yes. <laughs> now, these things, uh, the Pergil, can actually be quite sizable. Um, one of them actually pulled an entire Star Destroyer into hyperspace. 
So they are. Do we really large. need this? Because the cartoons did it. Do we really need this in Star Wars lore? I mean, God, well, it exists, why? It exists in universe, so <sighs> it does uh, kind of make sense. Uh, if I may, could I just say, if Marco is enjoying the episode, good for that's him. good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. He yeah. wins. He no, wins. no, get him oh. off. <laughs> not, having any, not having any positivity. Sorry, Marco. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. It does look like a, it does look like a squid, though. Those things when they were traveling through, because it had the the whale thing, and Sorry. then it had like little legs. Yeah, that's what back, they are. Didn't it? It's just yeah. squidy thing. There are whale at one end, and squid at the other end. From the channel oh. as well, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we welcome all views here. We we really do. You, and you know what it, I. If you're so I, fucking stupid to have enjoyed it, we welcome I, all views. <laughs> I was genuinely, looking, I was genuinely looking forward to this, even though I didn't know it was on. I thought it was the end of this month, but um, ah, yeah, I was yes. genuinely looking. I thought, here we go, season three. This is going to be good. No, and look, it's it it a bit of a wet uh, blanket, really. Well, look, I, let's let's bring some positivity to the fold because a few in the chat say they enjoyed it, and look. I, I'll go back to what I said at the start. Mando, the Mando stuff, is among the better of the Disney stuff. Now, you might say best of a bad fucking bunch, but it still is up there for, for me anyway. And and there are moments, even in this episode, which had a lot of problems, um, there are moments I enjoyed. So I can, you know, I can see how people would... It's very saying, small, though, saying, isn't saying it? Mando is the best of Disney Star Wars is like saying you found sweet corn on your shit. I mean, it's like oh. it, it's not a high standard at all. <laughs> it's just something there that might theoretically have a second use if you were really desperate. I'm uh, fine with people who said they enjoyed it. I have no sweet. problem with people saying they enjoy everything. I enjoy loads of shit media. But yeah, you, you enjoy that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed Sweet. Avatar. Same thing. Um, I, I'm fine with that. But if you're going to say it was good, that's a different argument. I'm, I'm happy for you to enjoy The Mandalorian. But if you're going to turn around to me and say that this episode was good, I just have to say, pay attention because it's really not. Um, Sweet corn never digests for some reason. The, the thing is, the thing is, they, they, you know, people that watch this and enjoy this, right? They just, I hate to say it, they're normies, right? And things like that go oh, way over their head. Oh, so they just oh, basically, yeah. you know what I mean? Come so on, they just basically enjoy what they see. That's erotic. What? He went Sorry? like that. What's that? Oh. Sorry? He, by saying that um, we're better than everybody else and all that stuff, not for me, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that people... Perhaps they haven't put two and two together. They no, it's not, it's time. not that. They, they, it's, it's that... It's if they like if they enjoy it right, they're gonna tell somebody else and then somebody else will watch it and you know it, the normies don't see stuff that we see. That's well, the I thing. still consider myself a normie, but I just thought it was boring, but there you go. Well you're you're way me. above and the I'm, normies I'm, then. I'm more of a normie than yeah, well I am a normie technically, but it just I just thought it was the po so there is a positive a positive read is that there's enough still in the Mandalorian that I can look at and think if they'd only done this this could have been good. It's not yeah. irredeemable. Yeah. It's not I like still... the Book of Boba Fett level bad. It's just that <laughs> they are taking yeah. some very very good material. The aesthetics are great. Some of the world aesthetics in particular are really well fleshed out and very deep. 
Um, the design work is fantastic. The CG is fantastic. I still think Grogu is a. Re you could do so many interesting things with Grogu and the Mandalorian as a character as well. You could do interesting Maybe things with coming. these people. The problem is that nothing interesting is being done with them, and what they are doing with them is not very good. Um, so that's the criticism. Here you go, folks. Wingman of the channel. Oh, I, that's Appion. Wingman. Uh, hello, Appion. I hate the term normie. Can we stick to yeah, man babies, the accepted... Yeah. Uh, no, I like the I term am a man baby. Yes. I like the term normie. Just because somebody doesn't like it and says, that's fine with them, that's their opinion. But I like the term normie, and it explains totally... What, what we're talking about. You know, we see more deeper, they don't. So, you know. Most of it well, is as well, what questions are you asking of your media? So this, this is why I always try and force the distinction between enjoyment and quality or enjoyment and saying go, it's good. So, for example, you can enjoy this episode of The Mandalorian. I'm fine for you to do that. Would you, though, say that an episode of season one, or hell, let's let's make it as, as clear a distinction as possible. Would you say that A New Hope is better than this episode of The Mandalorian, even as someone who enjoyed this episode? I'm assuming the answer is going to be yes. So the question then becomes, what made A New Hope better than this episode? And if you want to see better media overall, shouldn't you be asking these questions of the people creating media to encourage them to make better media overall? Yeah, That's but, the difference between enjoying something which is shit and actually wanting something to be yeah, good and understanding what makes it good. But a normie, right, they, they don't care. They they come home from their nine to five. They, 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 they grab their burger. They sit in front of the TV and they watch it. And they don't think deeply like we do. They're, you know, there's a huge <laughs> separation between us and normies, right? Oh. So they just watch it and they, they, they think it's good and they like it. And then they tune in next week. That's the way they operate. It's just, it's not rocket science. It's just that's the way they are. My Can sister, I direct all normies to uh, the Star Wars Explained uh, YouTube channel? That's, uh, that, that's where you need uh, to be, folks. Come on, man, no, look, look I'm going to bring a bit of lightheartedness to this. Quick gag, quick gag for everyone. What's the uh, what do Mr. Brown and Grogu have in common? <laughs> the light, I don't know. Silver there we go. Whacking wardrobe's got the answer. Brownie, would you read it out? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. See, my, my answer was that they both have small green balls, but that's that's something. Else. Oh, oh. Bastard! Oh god! Thank you, uh, Wackin. We that was good tag Wacken team work. I'm hoping they, they do something with this baby Yoda thing. That, something better than they they did in the last last season. I hope they. Oh, he's just there to a use reason. the force when all hope is lost. All right. Yeah. yeah. I think this is this program is still doing some. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. It's still doing something right because I want to watch it. I like the paintings at the ending. Well, yeah, they are. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, the last five minutes are the best of the show. Yeah. No, I, I'm with Brown. I, I'm still. I, I will still happily sit down and watch the rest of this show. It's not like the Book of Boba Fett where you look forward with yeah. dread want to, watch yeah. it, to what happens next. In this case, it's. Yeah, I actually do want yeah, to watch I, I it. Yeah, I want to watch it as well. Yeah, I'm not expecting to be um, rewarded for that. I, I just I'm expecting to be disappointed by it. But at least there's enough in it that you can see potentially they could do something useful with. I'm uh, actually wearing my Star Wars Grugo shirt now. I just realised. Grugo. <laughs> 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 oh. Brownie's going to get some uh, normie merchandise made, aren't you, Brownie? Um, I'll just uh, say to everybody in the chat who's seen it, um, are you enjoying this episode, or are you kind of like me? You were, uh, you know, a little bit disappointed. You want to watch good 
stuff, but we're just not getting it, are we? So. Mm. Okay, he's dangled that one out there. Now, look, I forgot the politically correct term for a cockpit. Someone help me out. What is it? Because we're crotch back pit. in one again. Crotch pit. Crotch. Uh, <laughs> gender neutral crotch area. Okay. So we're in the uh, the crotch area again. It's good how and, they do that, isn't it? Like when you're looking at um, throughout the window and it's like he's flying towards that. That's obviously green screen or whatever they do these days. Mm. That's pretty. It's like actually there, really. It's quite a good effect. Um, here you go in the chats. Uh, J Desolate Soul Studio. People watch it because of the name and some of the characters, but the storylines are flat. Mm -hmm. But the member berries are good. Look, you've got oh. an R5 the, unit there. Uh, drink, everybody. Oh, get your drinks side. ready because he's yeah, going to take a walk remembering down Memberberry that... Avenue. <laughs> remembering the rules of that drinking game, by the end of this scene, we are all going to be absolutely oh. wankered because there's so much <laughs> yes. in this. I mean, you, you can see just on the right-hand side, isn't that the droid that that's the torture droid from yeah, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there is, and I'm sure that some of these props are from something as well, but then you go forward a bit and it just goes on and on and on. It was, it was almost cringe, wasn't it? It's, it's, it's crumbs. Oh, yeah, yeah they not remember yeah. berries. I just thought, oh no, really? Oh, and they've also got the cook crawl. droid from oh, last God. season, and yeah, they're yeah. in a Mon Calamari as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh God. And I'm running frick. out of rum. Well, hey. Yeah, Boba <laughs> Frick. Yeah, it's a bit uh, rubbish. Here you go, uh, Hannah Timbom Brown. Where's my lip smacking? It's because I'm not presenting. Moving on. Mm. This is this is the difference again between this episode and any given episode of season one, which is that in season one, season one threw in a lot of Easter eggs, and I mean a lot of Easter eggs, but the Easter eggs by and large made sense within the context they were displayed in. So if you're going through a spaceport, by definition, loads of people travel through that of all different races and species. So if you see one you recognize, and just one, it kind of makes sense that they might be passing through a spaceport. This planet, though, this planet seems to have become just... This is Memberberry planet. So you have an entire community of whatever the hell Salacious Crumbs species is. And you've got an entire community of whatever the hell Babu Frick species is. And they all live here permanently. I, I, I don't... It doesn't gel, I don't think, as nicely as the, as the Easter eggs in, episode, in Season 1 did. Yeah, anyway. I agree. Uh, in the chats, uh, Marco. Hello, Marco. Uh, if you think these guys suck, give this channel a thumb down. Is mm. Marco says, from Yorkshire? Says, like he you, says, bro. give this Chanel a thumb down. So I think that means you have to go over to Coco Chanel's channel and give <laughs> a thumbs down instead. <laughs> we do suck, but we admit it. So anyway, moving on. Carry on. Uh, Appian also doesn't find it amusing. Here we go. Sorry, Apion. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, okay. Well, we've got the... Uh, what's, what is the uh, species of salacious crumbs? Anyone Don't know? know. I'm really uh, testing the knowledge here. They are... I do believe they are Kawakian monkey lizards. Oh, although I, might, I feel a bit... I feel a bit dodgy saying the word monkey these days. Oh, so. There you go. There yeah, goes the What's his nerd level? It's over 9,000. That's impressive. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, so his ship doesn't have legs. It just lands like a like a gravity a, thing. Gravity yeah. thing. It yeah. just hovers there. Oh, that explains that then. Oh, we oh, have, we yes. have to go to Z three at this point, folks. <laughs> yes. Because oh, look, it's a white protocol droid. I absolutely despise these. They have executive access to all ships and systems. It's almost <laughs> as if they have some sort of special privilege reserved for whites. 
<laughs> yeah, where's the uh, black ones, for God's sake? That's there's a black territory. One. There's a black one later on. Oh, it's the school teacher. Is that black one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the white ones are my least favourite of the uh, protocol droids. <laughs> is that is that um, oil bath? Is that, do they have oil baths? Um, these uh, droids. So the black ones must have the um, soul glow um, oil bath. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this just looks like an unpainted kit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what you get when you when you get those, uh, you know, those uh, magazines they advertise on TV. Build a protocol droid in 354 issues. <laughs> First issue is only 2.99, and after that, it's 15.99 for the next four years. Uh, eager folks, J Desolate Soul Studios. That is a privileged droid. Privileged it droid. It is. Mm, it is. I I don't get the gag, but I'm sure there's one. Uh, what, what's what's Appian's gag? Black ones don't get carbs. Cabs. <laughs> Sorry, oh, <laughs> oh, hang on, folks. Oh, here we go. Joshua. Oh, sorry. Disappeared. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, Joshua Levesque. Hello, Joshua. $2. Hail Brown. Oh, this can help you with something. Oh, it's very kind. Oh, bless you. Uh, yeah, who was that has, man baby earlier? Mark, Mark he, does, he does share his money with all of us. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Wasn't get Brown, I'll, I'm even prepared to reduce my normal rate of 30%. To okay, sorted. Energy, so. okay. Very good. Uh, so, yes, we did like seeing the protocol droid. Although, another drink, folks. Another member, Berry. And, uh, oh, we've got a three yees. We've got a... What have we got here? What's the chap on the right doing? Is he... Uh, playing the pinko bow. Uh, looks like it. This, yeah, this is not the greatest uh, costuming. I think was it you, Mega Geek, who said the some of the costuming was a bit dodge. Yeah, I, I don't. I think the costumes are terrible in this in this episode. But you know, it's just me. It's like it's lacking of detail. It's like they're just throwing things together. It's almost like they filmed oh. this at Star Wars World. We saw fish face as well, didn't we? In in yeah. in this this scene, the guy, you know, yeah. it's a trap. Him, we saw him walking down the road yeah, 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 on yeah. calamari. Yeah, it is a flute scene. So take another drink, folks. Like I, uh, I found something um, very very positive to say as well, which is that at least George Lucas hasn't gone back and CGI'd in a weird singing fleshlight thing. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. I prefer <laughs> these to the the Return of the Jedi edit. That's that's mm. fine. Uh, Matt's rather disappointed that there was a fat Twi'lek girl. Normally, there are uh, positive Twi'lek, actually. Bigo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, best Devor. I do like these names. That misspelled me. The droid is called. Oi, or you, or you. What I <laughs> Very good. I won't say that, but very good. Why would you make a model of that robot out of? Its I wondered parts? this. Yes, there's a it's, statue of doesn't IG make 11. any sense. What well, the robot? <laughs> yeah, they had to wedge him in somewhere. I did wonder. I thought, what what have I missed? Nothing. What what have I missed? <laughs> where he he played such a heroic role that he deserved a a monument. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how he's still standing because even in, when you see it in the flashback, he's completely mm. vaporized at the start. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. Also, another thing that bothered me is um. Uh, is a Apollo Creed's cape 
what the hell's that all about with those little wheels at the back? Things ca- old little droids that? carrying. Oh. Yeah, I, what's I, that I didn't, all about? I didn't mind that. I thought that was a quite a nice sort of comedic touch, which does sort of make sense in the sense. Mm. Well, people in the real world, wedding dresses, for example, tend to have page boys carrying them at the back. Yeah. That that I thought was quite a nice comedic touch. But the the, pre- the pre- uh, previous one with IG whatever the number designation is, mm. um, that's another example of, of how not to do world building in the sense that we know as the audience and Carl Weathers knows and Mando knows what IG whatever the hell did 69. in order to get them out. Mm. Nobody else in the community knows this. What What is the public demand for this acclamation for this droid? Don't um, I don't think there is any, but know. he okay. has been elevated to a societal hero by people who never saw him, knew him, or have any idea what mm. he did, which is only there because for some reason the show has decided that we need to go and find him again because reasons that will come on to um yeah it's, reasons are because uh tyler watiti did the voice for ig11 oh, yeah. so he's after the work obviously is it just me or does grief Cog have a really small head compared Virtue, to body man. in the scene anyway anyway uh z <laughs> we have another protocol droid in the background is that a I can't see. Is that a golden one? Even it's a it gold is. protocol droid, my favourite oh, kind. The only only the problem is they have the wrong head on it. They do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Which, uh, according to episode two, we're interchangeable. What? Um, Brown, can you read out the droid's name? Uh, Appian has identified us. Uh, <laughs> Mister Fuckboy. There you go, <laughs> Mister Fuckboy. <laughs> and. Um, Yes, obviously, Grief Cog has sexual relations with that droid. Mm. Moving on. Moving on. I do like Carl Weathers, though. I think he's... Oh, he's brilliant. Oh, yes, yeah. he's, he's great. He I is, do enjoy his, his entire part in this episode is discount Lando exactly. Carizian. Yeah, he's created well. a new thriving mining community outside of official jurisdictions. That's right. Um, and he's now the dashing leader of this community. Um, and then the writing problem was that in this scene, I believe it is, when they're introducing each other to each other, and Mando's, and he asks, um, he asks Mando, you know, I, he says, I need to get a, a marshal to, to keep order here. Um, and then Mando ah, says, yes. well, what happened to Marshal June? And his answer yes, wasn't yeah. she was cancelled for a tweet. It was, oh, no, she, she's just gone now. <laughs> um, but Mando explicitly says in this scene, I can't stay because I have stuff to do. Yes. And then they have the same conversation in about 10 minutes time when he says, hey, why don't you be my Marshal? And Mando says, I can't stay. I've got stuff to do. We have that 10 minutes ago in your own episode. <laughs> but they did the same thing with the armorer when she says you removed your helmet yeah, and yeah. you're you're expelled because they did that in the flashback and then she says it verbatim again um in the they're filling they're... time they're filling time that's what it is when yeah. i wrote the script it's like oh this script has to equal 30 pages quick quick write some just repeat that bit of dialogue you know what i mean that's that's what the impression i get anyway uh qu- quick question does uh grief cargo dye his hair or his beard um, question to <laughs> be: um, What colour is pubes? <laughs> Answer in chat, please. Above the ball, they're black. But on the undercarriage, <laughs> that's the white representation right there. Yeah. Representation. Uh, oh, by the way, got, someone asked uh, earlier they, they've not seen the the episode yet, so they just want to check. There's no spoilers, and I can confirm we are doing spoiler free tonight. So, yeah. are we? we won't get any spoilers? Yes, no spoilers. We're <laughs> yeah, only showing every single scene. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Grief Cargo's also got another couple of tiny little robots holding up his bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're that big. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brown, can I just... There's, there's, a, there's a comment by Velma Dinklage earlier on I thought was quite humorous. Um, Velma Dinklage, where do you one? find these people, Brown? Is that one? That's the one. Din, uh, channel favourites, Velma Dinklage in the chat. Dinjana should set up uh, should set up a chicken themed restaurant in his town. What could be I'll start again. I'm struggling with this. What could be possibly call it? I wonder. We're all pissed from Mando Sorry, walking down Memberberry Avenue. <laughs> what could we call uh, it? What can we call Yeah, Mando's, <laughs> Mando's. very good. There's but a thing. Um, listen, uh, there is a thinking man's joke in there, but I completely <laughs> fucked it up. Moving what on. about KFC three PO? <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect name for a chicken restaurant. Oh, there we go. There's a rival one across town. Yeah. Um, Atom Gray can't get with the wig. What what's, wig? What's the it wig? Looks like he's dyed it with boot polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pure we black boot polish. You got we got the inside track on the the uh, style tips for the show, Brown. Obviously. Oh mm. yes. Scottish Celts or is it Celts? I don't know. Is sixteen pints in doing well? Nice. Pretty pretty tame for a Scot on a midweek <laughs> night, though. To be is that, fair. Is that blue milk? <laughs> I hope so. Um, so this they have a bit of a convo here, don't they? And he doesn't he offer him a nice plot of land yeah, where does. you can retire yeah. and um yeah, has, has anyone has anyone ever played Skyrim? Mm -hmm. no. Because this is a Skyrim sequence. He's oh. he's done him he's done him a good and now he's turned up because it's all a video game, so he turns up and says, Well, you you did good for me, so here's a plot of land for you to settle down. You can be a Jarl and it'll all be good. Um and then you have to go and slay the dragon so you can't stay. It's 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 all the video game. Everything oh, about this is video dear. game. Brown, have you ever Skyrimmed anyone? I did, <laughs> not Skyrimmed. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Marco. Marco's got a point. We do suck. Moving on. He's got a. He uses the force to get. A <laughs> when we're in the mood. Red thing, whether the red thing. Is. Oh, is it, yeah. oh, is he? Here we go. Red or blue pilled, folks. That's uh, that's the yeah. aforementioned uh, sweet corn. Oh, is that sweet corn? Oh, is it? Yeah, mm. never digests for some reason. Yeah, yeah. At least he's non not trans M and M's. No, at least he's not eating unborn children in this episode. So oh. that's a, that's progress oh, it, for. It, no, you can't help yourself, can you, Lord? That's what he was doing in season <laughs> whatever it was. I've forgotten now. There's there's the oppressed droid. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. It's it's black three PO. Yeah, mm. uh, black droid lives matter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't quite ring does it now sorry that's what i'm picking on him you see so this is something i don't think we've mentioned so far my biggest problem particularly with this episode and possibly extended out to the other mandalorian seasons there is no um there is no main villain there is no, you know, and all we had in this episode was really these pirate-type characters, and we're going to get on to the worst of those in a moment. But yeah, Davy Jones comes in later. Yeah. I have a nasty I, feeling we'll see him again. I actually Candy, like I like this scene, oh. the, bit, the bit with the, the, the drawing of the guns. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite fun. The bit, you know, where he's like, you know, with the, you know, like a, like a Western. I thought it was quite, quite a lot of fun, personally. I thought, I thought it could have been fun, but they didn't understand... That what they were doing was fun. 
I so don't know. If, if, yeah. you've got, um, yeah. if you've got an exchange, which they have, and it's a protracted exchange, and they go back and forth where they're trying to break in, mm. and Carver says, no, it's a school. And they no, say, well, it used to be a pub, so we're drinking yeah. here. It's like, no, you're not drinking in my school. That should, I think, be played for laughs. That shouldn't be very serious Western-style exchange, which is how they actually played it. So, yeah, they, uh, I liked, again, the idea behind it. I just don't think they delivered it with the tone that the scene really demanded because they, they tried to make it seem like it was a really serious, proper Clint Eastwood versus the gangsters confrontation. But mm. the premise is uh-huh. they're trying to have a beer in a school. That's quite funny, but they didn't seem to recognise that. Yeah, it's funny, it's Disney funny. Why isn't it um, having beers in school? I, d- I did like this scene, but what I didn't understand is why they let him go. And the stupid excuse he says, oh, you know, he wants to go and tell everybody they shouldn't mess with this town. is like, <laughs> that's, no, that's you're setting it up for something else, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stupid, we're we're letting him go so he can go and tell his exactly. pirate kingpin yeah. boss that this yeah. place won't obey him anymore. Great well, idea. You knew they were setting it, setting up for something. That's why they let him go. See, this, oh, this yes. is how bad the the screenplay is. It's really bad. Anyway, this guy here that Grief's talking to, it mm. just looks bizarre. He's, he's like he, he looks like a gruff alien bounty hunter type pirate, but he speaks mm. in like this perfectly elocuted voice, like a yeah. human. Human English voice—it just looks so wrong. And and when you when you mismatch the voice with a character like that, you can't help but see that it's just all prosthetics. And he's like mm. a—he's like a Planet of the Apes guy underneath the you know the ape mask. It just doesn't it work. Like and some, he hasn't really contacts him either. Yeah, it looks like some one out of Babylon Five. Yeah, it, it felt odd. It, better. Yeah, it just yeah. felt odd. This, yeah. Well, what you call it, Carl, Carl Weathers? Uh, very fast. Bang! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roaring, aren't they? Yeah, hilarious. I actually enjoyed that scene. I thought it was very Western kind of thing. As I said, why they let him go, I don't know. And what was the whole argument over? They want to get a drink, but it's now a school, school. and it was a bit of a extrapolated reason. Stupid reason, stupid reason. It was only excuse so they can have a little pew-pew, isn't it? Yeah, Western-type pew-pew. Cue cue the flutes, take a drink. This one was a flesh wound, wasn't it? And then he just all hell broke loose. Isn't that guy there with the red scarf on? Wasn't he on the ship in in, uh, Return of the Jedi? Yeah, it looks like Barada. Yeah. Ah, I want to ask as well to people who are much more informed on Star Wars lore than me. Is that a... um, a bosk type creature in the background. Oh, it's a trans- it is. Ocean. Yes, transocean is. is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We see him in the cockpit of one of those ships later on, and he speaks just like Bosk as well. Why they couldn't like get the other guy to speak in a decent voice, I don't know. But you know, mm. oh, well, we have to understand him. Apparently, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, I like saying this Hannah bomb. Uh, this whole episode is a flesh wound. No, oh, it's a flesh wound. <laughs> no, we call them crotch pits now. Yes. <laughs> so we have a bit of a shoot 'em up, don't we? And yeah. uh... I did. I got to appreciate that this this kind of tense Western moment. I'm glad you know they're still going for that mm. that, uh, that, yeah. that aesthetic, that mood. You know, I think that really worked in this episode, and we need that in Star Wars. This should have been. This should have been Solo and Carisian show. You know, I was, I was, yeah. I was thinking to myself, if it was, if it was that show, I always imagine Han Solo, you know, drawn with some, some bad guys and stuff like that. But we got it in this, so anyway. Stream come up. 
Boom. Good job, Mando's there to back him up. Yeah. Mando's uh, Mando's got a bit of a retro-looking uh, gun weapon, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I've drifted off to uh, Red Tube again. I think anyway. we've all drifted off. <laughs> but Mando shot all four of them, didn't he? He was very fast. Did he not shoot all four of them, or was it Carl Weathers that shot? I all think four he shot them? a couple of them. Right. So Mando Mando shot the one who was about to draw suspiciously, and then Carweather sort of helped out. This scene will pay off later, though, in the sense that um, when Mando is ambushed, and they say, and he tries to say, well, I've got no quarrel with you, they already know, all of the pirates, including the Pirate King, know that Mando shot these guys. Now, if you're the pirates, and you've relayed all of the information that happened, and you've got two pieces of information, there is a bounty hunter who took part in killing some pirates. But he only had to take part in killing the pirates because the entire town only yeah. has him, fortuitously there is his police. Would you wait in hiding for the bounty hunter or would you go back to the planet and take that instead? That seems to me like the better decision that the pirates would have made. Well, I mean, the only reason why they let's push the story forward and have a bit more pew-pew in it. As, mm. as, as I said, it's just a really like bad pew-pew. screenplay, isn't it? It's just a really bad screenplay. That's what... It's just nonsense. Is this now? This where... is the sorry. Go on, go on, bro. Sorry, I went into Wedge presenter. In, sorry, man. you're presenting. Sorry. No, go on. I'm interested in what. Uh, no, I was going to say, is this where, um, for some reason, he wants IG sixty nine back? Yeah. Why? <laughs> it, <laughs> this help. is very bizarre. Yeah. He, he he absolutely insists that he he needs to have IG IG eighty eight or whatever he's called. Uh, can't be anyone else, even though there's thousands of other droids available what? he absolutely must have this droid which has been rusting away on a monument um very bizarre but uh i don't and know can anyone else make of... any of the logic out of this there isn't really the, the logic is the logic as presented by the show is he wants a droid to go with him to mandalore for reasons we don't know why he wants a droid he can trust which is why he wants this droid specifically even though this droid is dead and he's told that repeatedly and its memory cores buggered and he could go with any other droid which you could program to make you know to be trustworthy but no he has to have this one particularly for reasons as yet unclear that's it um and then it's a it's a side quest again like a video game you go you try the side quest the side quest leads you to a side quest the thing carries on it doesn't really advance the story in any way i'm assuming at some point down the line they will try and retcon in some kind of use for IG-69, but the episode doesn't give us one. It's, he's just here because, yeah, because, really, that's that's it. Yeah, Brian's come up with a tenuous yeah. attempt to defend oh, okay. it, Bounty Hunter Union. I mean, okay, even if we give him a pass and say, okay, you know, he, he wants this particular IG uh, unit thing, but the moment it goes fucking ape shit, is that not the point where you go, okay, maybe bad decision, I'll think about getting another droid because it when they do switch on in a moment it absolutely goes berserk tries to kill grogu but he still insists on using this goddamn thing i mean it's uh well the the thing is um it got to the point where is they can fix him with a new circuit Mm. why don't they just get a new robot yeah that's what um that's what carl weather said to him you've got got new ones so it is bounty hunter loyalty but the thing is that he says to Baba Frick, whether it is that he's my friend. I don't remember them being friends. No. 
Well, I mean, there, there yeah, is the Zachary payoff in season Mexico. one where he does, they, they do strike up as close a friendship as you can get with a an automaton. Um, so I think that's what they were trying to call back to. It just doesn't make a huge amount of sense, not least because the very thing that he insisted that he needed from this droid, mm. you know, you can make the argument from Bounty Hunter, Fidelity and Loyalty if you want to, but then that's the thing that almost gets Grogu killed in this scene because the droid just reverts to its previous programming. Um, and if you've been explicitly told already that its memory core is buggered, then what were you expecting to happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, season one, he specifically said he hates droids because yes. they attacked his village and murdered his parents. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, just, it's there's no plan to this. Nobody. It's like they just hired writers in and said, right, do your best you can. And they haven't seen the first season and they just you got to do this, 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 and this. And it's just ridiculous. The, the um, screenplay's ridiculous. Here you go, folks. Jay Desolate Souls Studios asking the tough questions again. Is this series still under Kathleen Kennedy's control? Ruin, you should know, is it? Well, uh, you'll be pleased to know. Thankfully, it is. And that's why it's going so swimmingly well. Well, let's ask Doomcock, shall we? <laughs> he seems to know what's going on there, apparently. Can anyone do a good Scottish accent and read out Brian's comments? No. <laughs> no. Well, we'll settle for Yorkshire. Go on then, Brown. Uh, not Brian in the chat. He shot the fucker in the pilot episode. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah, he just put a hole through his head, didn't he? Just saying. Oh, it's yeah. just... But the best friends, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So this is where this is where it goes absolutely berserk, crawling around on the Term, floor Terminator trying to get to Baby Yoda. And for some reason, even though it's it's crawling really slowly around on the floor, he misses with most of his shots. Yeah. Even though we saw him in the previous scene nailing the pirates, in this one he's just oh no, I can't hit this really slow moving giant robot crawling around on the floor. <laughs> no, he does he does hit it a couple of times, but it doesn't do any any good. And also, isn't Joy's meant to? They're not meant to. They're meant to be placid, aren't they? So he sh that, that other droid pushes the, the, the head thing and crushes it. Oh, he does. He... Yeah, Grief Cargo's had a brass statue of his head done. Yeah. And then there's the James Bond line. He yeah, used his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, that's so... using his head. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking puns now. Wah, 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 wah. I, I would be more forgiving of this if they'd set up in advance a reason even as, as bland and broad as he needs a droid to go to Mandalore. The, mm. But the episode doesn't do that. Why does he need any droid to go to Mandalore with? Um, and then why oh, does it have one. to be this droid is the secondary question, which it doesn't answer either because it never asked the first question. And where's it going to sit in the ship? Because there's, That there's is a great point. Someone mentioned it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yes. in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brownie, quick, quick question. Um, describe the most unluckiest man in the world. <laughs> Uh, Scottish Celts, I'm Scottish and I live in Wakefield, so beware. There we go. Oof. So if you think you're having a bad day, you could bear a, bear Wakefield, a, bear a thought for Scottish Celts. <laughs> I mean, why didn't he ask one of his other friends he trusts, like Cobb Vamp? Or um, yeah. Miss Catan, who he will go and ask oh. later for, for no apparent reason either. And why wouldn't you go there first? Um... Joshua Levesse says, where do you guys rate this on a scale from The Last Jedi to The Empire Strikes Back? Last Jedi being the best, of course, <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back being the worst. I rated Rise of Skywalker. Oh. 
I'm, I'm going to put it in the Attack of the Clones territory, so make of that what you will. No, like some of the the writing in Attack of the Clones broadly makes sense. <laughs> like that's the problem. The problem with that episode, the problem with episode two, is not that it doesn't make sense. It's that it, the acting is terrible and the dialogue's awful and it drags. But at least it makes sense. I'm with I'm with Z in terms of the plot just not connecting with itself. This is much more Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Time Prophet says the Empire Strikes Back was good. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Comments of the night oh, from me. Time Profit. Well done, mate. Time Profit. Good God, man. It's a good job. Grief Cargo Court, Grogu. That wouldn't have been embarrassing. Yeah, he it? really... Yeah. Yeah. Can, we just, can we just leave really that comment off, didn't he? for the rest of the stream? <laughs> I love this slide yeah, here. It just, it just, for the rest it just it. looks like yeah. um, Carl Weathers has gone shopping at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they also uh, can't decide what they're doing with Grogu. So th this no. is one example. We've already Speed seen on. Grogu take out giant monster mechs in the Book of Boba Fett and giant monsters generally in season one of The Mandalorian. But when it's convenient for the writers, he's powerless and must be defended. And then the same thing happens later. Grogu is a child, and that's what allows... Like, you have to forgive him his trying to grab the Babu Frick things because he's only a kid. But then Mando starts explaining cockpit mechanics to him as though he's Anakin what? at the age of 9 or 10. Which of these... What, what is Grogu at this point? Is Grogu a baby, or is Grogu uh, like a child in he's advanced stages old. of development? Yeah. How much does he know? How much in control of his powers is he? Why is he only able to control his powers when it's convenient but, for the writers that he yes, does I'm that? Yes, I'm saying. Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker taught him, you know, was teaching him, wasn't he? So he's, he's, he's bound to be better at, at um, Jedi stuff now, right? Well, that was, right, that was the, the whole thing about that episode. Teaching him. Luke, yeah. Luke gives him that, that profound choice. You can stay here with me and learn the ways of the Jedi, yeah. but you will never see your surrogate <laughs> father again. Or you can abandon the ways of the Jedi and all that that entails and go back to your surrogate father. What? Yeah. But so, okay, that's an incredibly advanced moral decision you're asking this child to make. It's fine if the child is actually quite advanced and is 50 years old, but if you then present him as being a baby who's liable to go and eat the eggs which contain the babies of other people because he's a kid, what are you doing? Velma's beat me to it because I, I, I was wondering is this a Velma sex scene that somehow made its way in? But. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say actually, uh, Z, does this Z. does Talk this um, still bring back <laughs> any pleasant memories? It's the expression on the <laughs> with unquote. <laughs> not not at all, sir, because I'm usually the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, good God, what is going on? Coming into next week. Oh, oh God. Is, the, is that what happens when a, a droid's getting his on? Does his eyes turn green? <laughs> they turn red just at that moment. <laughs> Mine fall out. <laughs> I thought they weren't allowed to allowed to commit violence. Droids. Good advert. Good yeah, this, Did the statue yeah. give consent? That's what I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was there's funny. the next part in the sex oh. scene. <laughs> if he wasn't fucked wow. before, he certainly is now. Look at that black kiss. Uh, I mean, how fucking heavy is this statue? It's uh, heavy, heavy, yeah, it's very different heavy. Gravity on that planet, though. So, well, why is the statue better armored than the actual war droid? <laughs> well, that's another one. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm, uh, brilliant. God, I need to speed these slides up or we'll be all night long. Like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm loving it. Um, so, okay, so we have the... Was that the droid? The droid killed off IG-88? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah, he, did. yeah wow. he pushed He pushed it. Why is the head different? I don't know. Ooh. I didn't want him to look like C-3PR, I guess. It yeah. gives better head. <laughs> so this is where we get back onto Member Berry Avenue, isn't it? And we're yes. about to uh, <laughs> we're about to meet the Babu Frick gang. So this is the old um, the fetch quest, isn't it? Doesn't he need he needs some kind of special parts to? How did repair. he get in there? It's the fucking door, yeah. There's fucking door. How the hell did Mandalorian <laughs> get in there? <laughs> the cell. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, what the fuck's well, going on? <laughs> oh dear. Um yeah, so they've got this little uh underground. It reminds me of like uh, I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember Danger Mouse, you know, where he lived yeah. under the curb. It's uh, yeah. had vibes of that going on, but uh yeah, they Danger they almost Mouse. felt like they were going for a bit of comedy here where they had Grief yeah. Carger on the outside he who couldn't great. quite get in and Mando's... Yeah. How did Mando get in? It was outside, wasn't it? I think there was a slightly bigger door further up the street. Oh. I think well, like you could see that in the shot. But no, I'm, I'm with you. They, they were going for the comedic aspect. But the problem is that <laughs> I don't like to praise the rise of Skywalker, but Barbu Frick was funnier than these Barbu Fricks. So they didn't do the comedy as well as Rise of Skywalker did. Mm. Brown, how do you get into a hole that's too small? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> Very carefully. That's how. And there's another sex scene. Apparently, he's fifty years he's fifty years old, but he's still too young for that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, but it's Disney. I don't understand how Mando had a problem understanding what they're saying. It was only a variant of Galactic Base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were literally talking English. So, don't get that no, Well, Mando didn't have a problem, did he? He understood what they were saying. The, the yeah. gag was um, Carl Weathers repeating everything they said, wasn't it? It was, yeah, that, it was, it was a really quite, bad yeah. gag. But he only well. had to do that good, because yeah, the, the premise was Mando, who speaks Jawa and Tuscan. And I think Hutties and Galactic Basic didn't understand the slightly broken English of Bobby Frick. <laughs> no, he did understand it because he it was obviously he understood it. The, I think the gag was what's his name Apollo Creed saying repeating Apollo it, wasn't Creed. it? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was repeating it because um, because Mando didn't understand it. I thought no, no, because was... Mando stopped. It was was it's obvious Mando understood. Okay. If you look at that scene again, he, he literally understood it, and it, the gag was that um, Polo Creed kept repeating it. Oh, God, as though that he didn't watch the episode. Oh, yeah, oh, no. it's weird. It's weird. Have to go back and rewatch it it's a yeah, bit weird. several times. Yeah, the music was really awful on the um, this bit here, where um, the what is it, the asteroid thing, wasn't it? it was kind of wasn't it wasn't didn't match the scene for some reason. Um, I found. very um, lots of Empire Strikes Back asteroid feel going on here yeah yeah but without the soundtrack as ian says um I, I i like some of the visuals for this scene i is mm. this though I, I will have to rewatch it just to make sure that this actually happened did the pirate actually say avast in this scene 
He did. Because I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, oh, I've good lord. No. And, um, terrible. And because they can't quite trust the audience to have picked up on who the pirates are and who they work for from the previous five mentions of it, the entire exchange is... Pirate King so-and-so says this. Well, you can tell Pirate King so-and-so who you work for, what you're doing. But the Pirate King so-and-so I work for won't accept that as an answer. Well, you can tell Pirate King so-and-so who you work for. That I'm, And it just goes on. It's it's very heavy-handed exposition in this scene. Well, you've got to spoon-feed your audience when Marco they're Disney fans. That's the thing. Also, if you're going to have them say a vast, you might as well play up the piratiness. Like, have them go, ah as well. For all your, Why not? That's why he stubs his toe later. I mean, this scene wasn't too bad. I actually quite enjoyed this scene, but the as action I said, stuff was good. Yeah, yeah mm. it's kind mm. of yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it needed needed better music, and yeah, there was. I mean, you get you get you get a lot of that. People explaining the plot or whatever, and even in the big films, you get that. You know, even Oscar winning films, you get that, right? But this this was going over the top with it, wasn't it? Let's face it. So. Yeah. Decent space battle, though. Can we can we give it a little bit of credit for yeah, a decent yeah. 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 I was thinking as I was watching it, I was trying to like, cast my mind back to the other Disney Star Wars TV stuff, and I was trying to remember if we'd actually had any meaningful space battle in them. Yeah. And none of them come to mind. So this we had a few Slave One shots in um, Boba Fett and in Mando Season 2, yeah. I think. Mm. But not nothing quite like this, like Empire Strikes Back style space asteroid chase. So I like what they were... Yeah, I like the, the aesthetic of this was good. I was expecting the big sock monster to come out of a uh, asteroid, but it never <laughs> happened, did it? Oh god, that's uh, strange. Is no, he a no, species, an established no species in Star Wars, or is this a new invention for the show? I think it's a new one. I've never seen them before, unless they're in the cartoon. Not ringing a bell. Mm. Nice uh, steampunky jacket he's uh, got on. Here you go, Poe. Ka I can't pronounce that. Sorry. Kahada. Kahada. The pirate has no nose. How does he smell? Bad. Terrible. See <laughs> 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 that joke coming a mile away. Yes, yeah, very good. Uh, Andy Mouse thinks it's an as the shit costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can understand why they're doing aliens in the series because it gives it a more Star Wars feel. But there are many established different aliens within the Star Wars universe, mm -hmm. but they seem to keep creating new ones. Well, that's a big yeah. universe, I guess. Uh, Ego, not Brian established. Oh, so it is. Um, I'll just say, uh, not Brian Young uh, produced the slides for this show today. So oh, thank you, Brian. Credits to Brian. Wonderful yeah. to Brian. see you there, friends. Cheers, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for capturing all the sex scenes, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at oh, least, um, at least this this battle wasn't so fast. Like, like in some Star Wars films, the battle, uh, the ships go so fast you don't know what's going on. But this was kind of measured. Really, it was quite nice. It's quite measured. So. I enjoyed this part. Of, of I did like how the, the hunters became the hunted. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. I was quite enjoying the spacecraft porn through the scene as well, towards the end. Mm. Um, let's, uh, let's test out the knowledge in the group here. Apparently one of the species was on the sand skiff on Return of the Jedi. Was that yeah. the... We established that already. Yeah, yeah the, we, that we covered that yeah, one. Barad Keep up Stuart, for God's sake. <laughs> Barad or Nicto, I can't remember which one. That's it, Barad, yeah, we did. 
pew 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 pew. No, it's a it's a it, this is a decent scene. I do recall. Yeah, it is. I enjoyed this few minutes. It was a, yeah. it was a good little battle. And then it lets itself down when we it get does. onto the pirate ship, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. brace yourselves, man. Yeah, I, had, um, I had another expanded universe question. Is this ship design the like a smaller version of the Super Star Destroyer Eclipse? Is that the one with the Death Star beam on it from the older EU? Don't know. Don't know. So I remember it having the same <laughs> shape know. and the sort of the inverted hammerhead thing at the front. It mm. looks kind of eclipsy to me. Oh yes. Correct. Mm. The Corvette. Hammerhead thing, yes. No, 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 no. That, that, that's the Hammerhead Corvette. Um, I'm thinking, which they actually nicked from Knights of the Little Republic. I'm, I'm sure in um, the expanded universe there is there's a book series. It's also represented. You can find the model for it in um, Empire at War as well. The Super Star Destroyer Eclipse, which is like Vader's Super Star Destroyer, the Executor, but it has this uh, front shape and oh, it has okay. a Death Star beam on it, and it looks quite similar to that. But uh, I was hoping like Z or, or Swap Shop might be familiar. Or I might have just invented it. I'm not sure. Mm, no, I don't recognise it. It probably does exist. Uh, I thought it looked a bit like um, a blitz like this. spear from a 2000 AD strip. Called they the they actually War. copied a shot from Empire with the Mandalorian ship where it, it, it dodges a, an asteroid, which is exactly the way they did um, uh, Millennium Falcon dodging it. Yeah. So that's quite nice. And here and he is, folks. We have, to, we have to pause at this Seaweed point man. because, uh, yes, this this frankly got a little bit uh, ridiculous. Um, yep, I mean, uh, best test devil <laughs> is all over it. Is it a space oh, version of Pirates of the Caribbean? It was frankly ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, did they really have to go so on the fucking nose with this character? I mean... He had the the, oh, the weird no. shuffle. He's got the moss all over him. I mean, can anyone defend this character? Is there anything positive? There you go, Joshua, Captain Seaweed Beard. <laughs> yeah, I think Scottish Celt sums it up. What the fuck? <laughs> what's yeah, that, it, also, what's strange. the point of having a huge ship if you can't follow a oh, tiny shit. ship? Oh, yeah, huge ship. A huge ship. If you can't, he just zapped away, didn't he? He was like, yeah. he was. It was ridiculous. All those guns pointed at him, and he just went hyperspeed, and that was. Yeah, after a gone. great, a great dogfight, it was a rather yeah. pathetic end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Did we get? Did we get like that, that captain's name, or is he just like? Captain... Just the seaweed, Captain yeah, Seaweed. He, <laughs> he looks like a, some kind of baddie off He-Man or something from the eighties. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit. Yeah, his name was oh, Shard. Uh, he looks name? a little bit green around the gills. Gorian Shard. His commander oh, is um, <laughs> Red Nictos. He, he reminds Kale me of Monster. He reminds you of Peter oh, the Hutt in um, in <laughs> baseballs. Yeah, it reminds me of crispy seaweed in my last uh, Chinese baseball. Yeah. Are we? Is this? Is this? Are they setting this guy up? Are we going to see more of him? Probably. Um, probably going to see more. Bigger uh, oh, folks. Uh, Johnny Lawrence's mum, creature of. The blackness of Kathleen Kennedy's <laughs> swinging brick. There's got to be some yeah. CGI in that, though. Uh, it's Barbara, <laughs> how is Johnny today? Moving on. Mm. So, as you say, just the zaps away rather easily. And then we go to uh, a Mandalorian castle, I believe it's... Uh, 
I, I don't see the point Stry of this. Does. This again, scene. problems. He, Island because he's he's explaining to Grogu all the way as though Grogu could understand. This is what the cockpit does. This is the threat detector fight scene. Then we arrive on the planet, and because Grogu is now just an exposition foil, he says, "This is this planet. This mm. is in the Mandalore system. This is a Mandalorian castle." Mm. Now, I, I faintly remember that the show itself teased that the Empire had invaded the Mandalorian system to wipe out the Mandalorians. Why did they miss this castle? And why is he here, given that he's gone now to meet... Um, oh, God, what's her name? Bo-Katar, is it? Selector. Starbuck. Bo-Selector. Bo Selector. <laughs> he's gone to meet Bo-Selector um, to ask her about um, Mandalore, and her answer is to Rose Tico it and say, no, I'm not coming. So... But why wouldn't you have gone to her first? If you knew she was here, she's in the Mandalore system. She knows more about Mandalore than you do. Why haven't you come here first rather than go on this side quest with um, the IG-69 droid? It's because the script is rubbish. Uh, that long walk all the way to, <laughs> oh, to, to Kate Saffoff, whatever her name is, it's ridiculous. Why would you? <laughs> this is um, this is legs akimbo, Katan, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Starbucks. Yeah, Starbuck. And what is she sitting on a throne? Uh, uh, this is ridiculous. Well, Joshua's asked a question that we're all wondering: What the fuck is Bo Katan just sitting there doing? Yeah, exactly. Nothing? How long? According to John Favreau, and... she's been sitting there doing nothing for many years. <laughs> she's staring out her crotch pit. <laughs> she doesn't even have a TV or anything, you know. Oh. Music, you know, nothing. Just bland. There she is, legs akimbo. Uh, Brownie, it's the question everyone's been hanging on for. They're all going to log off after this one. Um, Bo-Katan, what would you give her? Um, okay. <laughs> Out of ten? Of course, always. Uh, I'd give a one. You give a one, okay. Yes. That's that's what the people need to know. They can now sleep tonight, Brownie, knowing they that can you would give a, they can give a one. Um. Yeah, so what's the conversation at this point? I was, I was, I was, I needed to go uh, get some blah, toast. Blah, 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 it's so. all gone, it's dead, blah, uh, blah, blah, fuck off. Can you what help me? What happened to the Mandalorian kingdom you That's were building? It. Yeah. Well, you took the Darksaber, That's so right. they all fucked off. Have you still got it? Yes. The... <laughs> Where are they? They're flying around somewhere. Have you got it? Yes. yes. If you wave it to them, they'll follow you. So yeah, we exactly. know already where the series is probably yeah. going to go. He's going to go at some point and have to go on a side quest to find the Mandalorians to wave the Darksaber around, prove himself against probably the big guy with the Gatling gun who he's hated since season one, and then he will take them all back and they'll do something on Mandalore to, to reclaim the planet for themselves. Um, That's in... Sorry, Lord. In the chat. In the chat. I... <laughs> I uh, oh, I O pigeon. I'm going through pain saying this, my friend. He Sorry. shouts it as well. I O pigeon. I Ohio I pigeon. Ohio pigeon. Very difficult to say. It's a and pigeon shouting, in the state of Ohio. I'd still smash, but with hate. Oh, you'd Hulk smash. Oh, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the message you want to promote oh. to the kids. <laughs> that chair looks really uncomfortable. That'd be fantastic. Uh, best yeah. Tess has had enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie Sackhoff is great, I would just say. Ooh, yeah, She's fantastic. Yeah. M in um, and she still looks great. The same M in Milf. Mm. It's a very true Jay, comment. Right? Jay's written an essay. Like... Um, Jay Desolate Soul Studios in the chat. These effing writers have <laughs> so many novels and comics to read from and use but instead their egos what's well, kk she denied it exists won't 
justify them using established stories. Yeah. And you but feel like they could do so they, much better. They wreck on the entire lot, and all you would need have, needed to have done would be to adapt the stories that already existed. And mm. the first thing Disney did when it took control of the property was to say, no, none of these things actually exist in the timeline anymore. They're all just legends. So I assume we don't have to pay the writers if we start subsequently stealing the worst bits of their product and mashing them together to yeah. make something which isn't as good as what they created. Um, sheer fucking hubris, I think the line is. Oh, dear. So uh, the, the episode actually wraps, doesn't it, with uh, Mando walking away? He just walks and, off, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was kind me? of no. caught Bye. me by surprise. I was waiting for something else. But um, mm, but no. then we get into the beautiful kind of, yeah. is it the post-credits uh, artwork? Yeah, these artwork. are the best. This is genuinely the best part of the show. And what yeah. if it's done by a human or AI? Mm. Fast forward to the credits, folks. There's the, the tip of the day. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You know, that beautiful... creature looks better there. It looks like less of a gator and more like a turtle, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Much better. I still feel yeah. sorry for it. It's, yeah. So while we are scrolling through this beautiful artwork, how about we, we do a, a bit of a roundup and we get closing thoughts and I think we should get a rating um a rating from everyone. So um, um sh shall we just quickly say to the chat, uh Boys and girls in the chat, if you've seen the episode, uh, throw a mark uh, out of 10 for those who have seen it. Please. Sorry, Rune. No, that's okay. You were right to prompt them. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we average at the end of all this. So Z3, let's start with you, my friend. What would you uh, rate this episode and your closing oh, thoughts? I'd give it a 5 out of 10. It okay. looks and feels like Star Wars, but the plot is nonsensical. And as some people are pointing out in the chat, it could have been written by an AI. <laughs> mm. Here you go, Tim. Possibly was. was. Here you go, Tim. Mm. Four. Jim, eight. Zachary, chat's moving up. Four. Yeah. Andy, one. Oh, okay. Uh, Rick, three. Uh, Velma Dinklage in the chat. Four point oh, We're all over the place, but it's generally scoring quite low. Um, mm, Brian. Brian's. Here you go. Josh for six. All right, keep keep them coming in, Brownie. I'll go yeah, to um, okay. I'll, I'll go to Swappers. Keep yeah. flashing them up. Keep flashing, sir. Swappers, yes. your rating, sir, and your closing thoughts. Oh, it's it's tough to 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 give it more than a five point five, maybe a six. Really, to be honest mm. with you, that's that's mostly for the effects and the fact that it's not that woke. The writing's a bit lacking. It's, I mean, it's only the first episode, but still, you kind of want to open a season with a bit of a punch, don't you? We don't mm. really get that. It's a bit, like, like like we've already said, a bit nonsensical. They haven't really thought it through. It sounds like they're making it up as they go along, and an AI probably could have done better. So, yeah, I've got to say about five, five mm. and a half. Okay, Lord Chord, I'm guessing you didn't oh, rate this. By your uh, comments this evening, what was your uh, thoughts? I, I think just just going by the standards wow. that the rest of the Mandalorian itself has set as a series, this is probably at most a three. I mean, it, it was so much mm. better in season one, and even in season two, it falls below the Mando episodes of Book, Book, uh, of, Book of Boba Fett as well. Um, and I think I only gave those a four or a five. 
So and if I'm being charitable, probably a three. And also, as, as Swap Shop says, it's supposed to be, this is supposed to be the debut of season three. Like This yeah. is supposed to be the big bang with which you begin that sets up everything that follows. And if everything that follows is just side quests that you would get bored of if you were playing a video game, that's not a good sign for a show. So yeah, being optimistic, three, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, rather damning. Uh, Mega level, Geek. Seven. Uh, I'd give it a three um, because it's not very good. Script is terrible. Um, the only reason why it gets a three, as somebody said, I can't remember who said it, is because the visual effects were good and I like the shootout and the uh, the pew pew space, space thing. But apart from that, it's pretty poor, to tell you the truth. It really is. It's very poor. I mean... I don't understand how they cannot understand that story is 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 paramount is king when it mm. comes to making TV shows, but they obviously don't know that. So uh, there you go. There you go, genitalia six. Mm. Some of these visuals and the the uh, the, the animated yeah, the animation is much better than what we actually end up with on screen. So. Yeah. Um, and brownie just to um. To round us off, sir, what are your what's your rating? Um, out of ten. Yeah. No, your special brownie. Give us your rating out of hundred. <laughs> I wouldn't give it one out of ten. I just, I, I think I was genuinely looking forward to this, even though I didn't know it was on. I, I thought it was on the end of the month. Um, just, oh, just so so average at best episode one ah <laughs> i just hope it gets better give me I'll a number get... brownie and i know this number is going to match the number of sexual partners you've had in your life so well, it's zero then oh here we go folks <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably at four it's four. Okay. He's and I, I okay. listen, guys. I want to give it higher marks. I want to lo love it. I want. I, I want to watch it. But uh, four out of ten. Sorry, yeah, folks. four seems to be the popular score, both uh, in the chat as well. I mean, so I, I'm going to go for a, a almost a slightly generous five. But again, uh, there was moments I enjoyed. The visual effects were were good at times, but the the writing, as always, lets the thing down and uh yes so i think all in all i thought i saw the odd rogue kind of seven out of ten but generally most people are scoring it quite low but i, th I, I think it's evidence of, of how much worse this episode was than seasons one and two that so many of us are saying oh. we wanted to like it more if we'd hated mm. seasons one and two none of this would be a surprise we wouldn't be itching to give it a higher mark than we possibly could Sorry, it's only because this has oh. fallen short of what was already like not the highest standard but nevertheless a much higher standard than this that we're saying well i, I want this to be better that's the reason we, we want it to be better because we yeah. used to like what it was doing but if we don't like what it's doing in this episode which is the only reason we're saying that you can't give it above a four or a five because it's evidently disappointing its own standards. Uh, Marco gave it 10 out of 10, I do believe. Wow, he's surely trolling. Which is good um, for him. Well, Brownie, you wanted to wrap this uh, this shit up on the two-hour mark, and I present to you the two-hour mark. So, Ta -da. two minutes to fill yet, pal. <laughs> I just like to say, right, it doesn't matter what people think of this. If people like this, it's it's all fine oh, for me. Course, I don't yeah. care. 
But we're here, all of us, I'm, I'm speaking for everybody, we're here to tell you what we think. Do you know what I mean? So don't yeah. take it to heart. Yeah, it's just don't believe our word. We know, we know nothing. That's if right. I'd been dosed up on morphine and lobotomized, I would too be giving it a tan. So that's all, that's all good. <laughs> um, you see, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think this was written by committee either, really. It just was just so flat and boring and uninspiring. Or was it just me? I think the problem starts off that they didn't do the right thing, which is to make a... Boba Fett series and the, and and you know the the the, the right characters, yeah. You know it's this stuff that Kathleen Kennedy wanted to uh. to, to have characters far away from the original Star Wars as possible, and that's what she's doing. Okay, um, I think we'll finish then, boys and girls. Uh, yes, lots of helmets and a few crotch pits. So, <laughs> uh, please consider donating to the channel. Links in the description, pin message, etc. A few of you already have. Especially if you've enjoyed this, perhaps um, show your appreciation. Um, that's it. Mandalorian review, season three, episode we one. We did oh, it. Um, ego, Poe, five. Yep. Pretty much uh, says it all. Are we coming back I, next week? I think we are. I mean, it can, it can only get worse, can't it? I think if we if we saw <laughs> out the uh, we did Boba Fett, didn't we? So oh, I think if we, could, we saw that one out, so we did. Can't get that time um, back. Yes, and and <laughs> okay. we we even made it through Obi Wan. <laughs> um, no, you know, I didn't. Thank channel God. favorite. Velma Dinklage in the chat. Let's hope it's better next week. We want it to be better, don't we? Yes. It, it, is know... Velma talking about uh, the Mandalorian or the stream? That's uh, the, both, the uncertainty. probably. Yeah. I, we want it to be better, and I know everybody in the chat want this to be better. But... Do you know what, guys? If John Favreau was in at the panel, would you be brave enough to tell him that this episode was shit? Yes. You would? Yes, John is shit, mate. (laughs) That's all we want is some good writing, a nice tight script with excellent dialogue and fleshed out characters. But we just seem to get the same stuff over and over again. It's becoming tiresome. Mm. I don't think he's going to try. But you know what, right? Drinker had had those two directors on. He was really... Oh, for um, Ms. Marvel. That's right. He wasn't scaving Uh, at them at all. Yeah, let's not go stepping back that rabbit hole, please. So I think, I think if John Favreau was on, I think a lot, a lot of us will be scared to say it was shit. Do you want to get him on next week, Brownie? Uh, John, you're invited. I will clip this, Uh, dear Mr. Favreau. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to put it on the Twitter. I will timestamp it for your convenience. We would love you to come on here, mate. We don't hate you, we want you to do a better job and we know you're capable of that because you've done Uh, it in the recent past. (laughs) We don't hate you, Favreau, we're just disappointed. I respect the guy's work. Mm. I just feel it's just mitigating circumstances. Well, I mean, Terry Metalis has been popping up on live streams, so... um... Terry Terry Metalis went to lunch with uh, with the boys, didn't he? He went to lunch with... um... What, uh, the drinker, the drink, no, not drinker. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Nerdorotic. Robin and the gang, didn't he? Yeah, schmoozed them. Yeah, okay. And and basically, I wonder if Nerdorotic. I wonder if Gary said to him, "You know what? It was shit. The, the first episode was shit." I wonder if he said that no, to him. Gary I don't know. Loves it though, don't they? Gary loves yeah. the season. Anyway, okay. I think that is it. Chat. 
you are wonderful. You always bring your A game, and we oh, love yes. you for it. So thank you very much. Um, Ruin, do you want to finish off, as it were? Well, I'll just finish off by saying if, if we ever got the real Ryan Johnson on, none of you would have the balls to tell him uh, <laughs> what you think of his uh, directing. But anyway, I guess excellent work in the chat. Very entertaining. And I guess it's just uh, left for me to thank all my fellow guests. So, of course, uh, Z3PO, quality Always work, pleasure, sir. sir. Yes. And uh, Swappers, some great knowledge dropped. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad uh, the knowledge uh, outweighed the poop. <laughs> yes, let me just. Uh, but uh, Darth, Darth Sith, Lord Chord, Little Platoon, sir. Thank you, and, and good job on presenting. Always. And if I log it out long enough, we'll satisfy Brown's OCD by finishing on O two O five. It's gone. Five past. Five past. Fuming. No, no, it's past it now. But... I'm going to point out that it was entirely your fault, Brown, because you kept talking. So that's exactly. why we've gone over oh, two hours. Yeah, it's it always my fault. It's like I'm talking now. Moving on. Uh, Mega Geek, thank you as always. Uh, we, no I do love it when you tear into this shit. It's uh, <laughs> don't, not really as much as not as much as the Lord though. The Lord taught, taught more, chewed more ass than me. Put it that way. Oh, so. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> and last but not least, the man himself, the Yorkshire Ripper, as we like to call him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. I would just thank uh, not Brian for the entire stream. So. We miss I, you, Brian. We miss I you. I would just pal. say yes, thank, thank you, Brian, you, Brian, for producing the slides. Yeah, uh, and thanks, Brian. Uh, last but by no means least, the greatest Hollywood director of recent years, of recent times. <laughs> it's ruin the man, baby. Oh, thank Cheers, you, everyone. Buddy. Now go go watch the Last Jedi and cleanse yourselves. <laughs> um, I think that is it. Oh, here we go. Oh, look at this. For a, Never leave a... a super chat behind. Sheevberger, $5. Thank you, my friend. If General Wok isn't the main antagonist this season, I'm convinced there's no good writers left in Hollywood. Uh, I'm just hoping we get that flashback to when Grogu was rescued and uh, it's um, Moses Ingram's character comes through the door, <laughs> Darth Reaver, and completely they go scorched earth and tie it fully into all the shitty side of Disney Star Wars. Wouldn't she be really old, though? Who cares? <laughs> She'd be a baby. You can survive any 66 at the same time. Yeah, yeah. nothing can kill her. Nothing can kill her. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Order 66. It'll be Ray. Ray will do it. Well, yeah. Or both of them. It's all, all roads lead to Ray, though, don't they? So anyway. mm -hmm. She okay. wants more work, doesn't she? I think yeah. that's it, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're on at the weekend. Godfather 2. Take care, everybody. Tatsu. Bye. 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 Bye.